<laughs> on that note, uh, as we said before, Grapple Garrick as a major announcement. Um, I'm sure I'll uh, I knock up, up t- Tony Khan like uh, knock up here. You probably could have you know messed your hair up a little bit, Gareth. You know, throwing the, uh, <laughs> throwing the Tony Khan suit on. No, oh, <laughs> shovel. Big eyes, look at it, the big tone will give us. <laughs> like fucking spice hoppers they are, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've, just got, you've just got fucking wrinkled and downtrodden and like just been like drinking for two weeks, <laughs> two, two, two days hungover, like fucking in need of Pro- like eight hours kip. Like. <laughs> the problem is we're going to splice this into the intro so people have gone from you being pissed on last week's show to being hungover <laughs> on this one, so they're probably worried about what you've been up to for the last week, mate. I've got a shake. <laughs> <laughs> it's an intervention. That's what the announcement is. I was, was going to say, like with the old uh, rosacea, with the old red face, everyone will be thinking I'm like Fergie, like fucking down in a bottle of wine, every like fucking uh, uh, in the background or something. But I can confirm it's not. I'm not announcing that I'm an alcoholic. Um, I'll def- <laughs> um, that's uh, that's not it. Um, but yeah, I'm just uh, just um, Benno was uh, Benno was forcing me to do the big scoop on here so that he can do his um, clickbait YouTube video with the uh, <laughs> announcement and just he wanted to the last it, one mate come on <laughs> <laughs> um, towards five um, I've just um, yeah just I don't know, get to the point like that I've just decided after like five years um, that I'm just going to um, look to just close the app down um, at the end of, at the end of this month it's um, it's just something that um, I don't know. Personally, it's just been like quite like frustrating. I'd probably say like on a like personal level, like sort of the last last two years really. I think it's where I've had this kind of like clear idea in my head of like where I wanted to go with the app and things like that. It's just like all the time that's going into it as things have like evolved. It's just constantly just like fighting fires, and it's just more about like you, you know rectifying downtime and like you know just like maintaining just that basic level of usability and things like that you know there's a lot of people you know still like struggling to like access it as things have changed and stuff like that as well so it's um you know it's one of those things where it's um you know on a, on a, on a personal level it's something that's just become like quite a burden on me kind of probably <laughs> mentally for the last uh last 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 couple of years so you know i think it's it's one of them where I think because I've had that kind of like clear view of where I'd, I'd ideally want to take it in, a, in an ideal world, like the fact that I sort of don't see it going there, I'm a bit kind of like, well, I, it could just exist. I could just keep it there. It could just be something that you just like exists in its current form and it just like ticks along and looks like it looks and it's got the same functionality as it has and then you try and just like fix back end stuff to just make it workable and things like that but it just sort of like I don't know that that side of it doesn't seem doesn't seem worthwhile like either and I, I think a big part of it as well like I sort of like referenced a bit when I left the podcast didn't I but like you know is uh, I say when I left the podcast. You I was going to say I was going to jump in there. Yeah, when, when I let, when, on, on a weekly <laughs> basis, when I left on, on me doing it every single week, a lot of it was just about time as well, and it was just about saying, okay, like I've, I just, mm. I've got a you know I've got a business in real life, you know that's you know non grapple commitments kind of thing that's grown a lot over the last couple of years. It's just become increasingly kind of you, you know takes up more and more of my time it's like something that's at the end of the day that's the thing that's like fucking 
you know, making your money, making your living kind of thing out of. So obviously that's where your priority and time needs to be from from that point of view. And, and again, so it just like comes back to that thing of like, you could make it, it could just be there and it could just be existing and I'm like ticking it over and putting a bit of time into it and things like that. But you know, even that side of things, I just don't have the, the time in my life really. You know? And there's things like, mm. they're like, I never got the Grapple 100 out this year and that like wound me up proper, but it was like the, the, the time had gone by the time you were sort of freeing things up. I'm not like putting the graphics out there because I just haven't got time to fucking do that stuff anymore. And it's like one of them things where like, they're the things that get keeps keeps it out there. And that's like helps kind of like stimulate debate and get people, you know, talking about it and knowing about that Grapple exists to download it and things like that as well. But um, so I think that's just a bit, like for me, the, the, the time side of it's just a, a big thing. Um, and then, I mean, the, the other point, I mean, it probably comes back to what we were just talking about of some of the, the wrestling landscape stuff. Like when I like when I first launched Grapple, like AEW didn't exist. Like all in hadn't even happened. Like like it's mad. it's mad to think yeah. like how much has changed in the last five years. I mean, it was like back in the then days. It was where you know yeah, Omegas are over there in New Japan having those fucking killer matches. You know the independent scene with you know these promotions in you know across europe across like america and things like that you know all the lads who you watch on awtv they were all the ones who were working over it in all these independents and having you know having four star matches five star matches and different promotions and things like that as well and like you know how often did you see a four star match on tv before aw like Net, you know, yeah. weekly American TV, once in a blue moon, once a year, maybe if I you're lucky or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's four star matches all the time now, and I just, I, I just don't, and because a lot of the talent is now on mainstream TV, the better yeah. talent who's like, you don't have to search as far, kind of thing. That it, I almost sort of like question the necessity of grappling twenty twenty three compared to two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those where if something does happen, so you're probably just going to hear about it anyway. If there's an if there's a if there's a good new independent worker who's coming through, he's going to get booked fucking everywhere because there's such a dearth of talent there that you're just gonna you're gonna see them on the on the mm-hmm. scene as well. So so that's another another side of it for for me. But it's yeah, yeah it's very very much just like. Um, yeah, just 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 balancing all, all of that out really and just I think it's if if it's something that I'm just gonna maintain, I haven't got the motivation to just to just maintain it in its its current level. You know, it just becomes something that's um that's I don't know, it's just there and it just it mm. it, it just it just exists as an entity. Whereas actually when you're growing it kind of thing, it, 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 it was something that I was like, you know really mm-hmm. kind of like excited about it's probably just become a bit of a burden to me if i'm brutally honest like these yeah. these days no knowing that there's so much in my head that i would want to do with it but i just think i ain't got the time with it and then why why leave something out there that's sort of i don't know substandard compared to what you would want it to be in your head yeah yeah i know that, mm-hmm. that's the thing you know jp will attest to and marty too like we've seen it from the other side we know how much yeah. work you put into it like yeah. we've obviously you know made the case for why you know try and talk gareth R of it you know over this isn't new either is it you know this is something you've been thinking about for a for a very long time we've had conversations mm. about it and it's like you know oh what if a mysterious billionaire you know mega backer came or something <laughs> like that you know like just keep it going just keep it going but like we're not even shouting that too loud because we know like the you know the the level of commitment yeah. to work it's taken on you the money you know that that goes into it all of those things you know what i mean it just 
as your friends, we can't really encourage you to keep it going. Like, uh, no, you know, as no. it is, we know how hard it is. And, you know, we'll, we've bit our lip at times, you know, when it comes to, you know, things. I know you've not been happy with, with the app and stuff and try to, you know, to fight and, you know, dealt with those people in your Twitter replies and all of that <laughs> stuff that comes with it. Like that in itself is a full time job, you know, on top of uh, on top of everything else. Oh yeah, I mean, like I was saying to you, like it's it's just that sheer that sheer volume of that, that sheer volume of work. That's something that I'm just like thinking. Um, I have I have so minimal free time in my life that just a window of opportunity to just have a bit of some more free time in my. That we can now move with not, podcasting, JP. Here yeah, we go. I was going to say you are going to be there like fucking rats up a drain pipe, aren't you? Fucking come on, like, fucking, I've like, got them subjects in a big lift for you, Gareth. So don't you worry about that. We know the ones that we can drag Gareth on with, don't we, Matt? Yeah. You know, oh, we do. Oh yeah. We oh, got yeah. the we do. pulling case of emergency grapple subjects, you know, <laughs> and it and Rick Rude's. <laughs> it's one of them though that I, I think like as well like i can kind of go out like uh, i i can definitely as much as now i'm sort of i'm a bit like i don't want to say kind of like ground down by it like with the, yeah. the workload and things in, in, involved and things like that i think there's just part of me though that can like look at it and just like reflect on it as like something that it was it was something that i wanted to do and achieve and and like you got it out there when i look at things like yeah. you know over 1.3 million ratings on it and things like that like, like i'm just like it, honestly yeah. it blows my mind the first time like when I, I calculated it all up and i realized there was nearly like a million ratings on there i was just like what like just this fucking wow. like just had this idea in your head and just thought let's just give this a go and there's like that button's been hit that many times. Like, it's fucking mm-hmm. mad. Like, it's, you're just like, yeah. say, like, tw- I think there's 12,000, like, over 12,000 users have, like, been uh, have, in, in that time. And you're just like, it's, it's, again, just fucking blows my mind. <laughs> blows my mind that, that that many people have, like, yeah. downloaded it and used it and, like, would know what it is. And, you know, that sort of thing. Like, it's, it's mental, you know. Should be mental. proud. Because it, like, you know, yeah. it wasn't a joke. Yeah. It was a joke, but it wasn't fully a joke before. Grapple is part of the wrestling lexicon it's become that now you know what's the grapple rating type of thing you you hear people mention it from you know dave Meltzer, who was maybe the enemy of the app at the at the start uh you know with the podcast like you know voice of the wrestling stuff like that it's it is it's a big big part of like you know i think it changed in, in a lot of ways maybe it's i don't think it's a lofty statement to say like the the conversation about wrestling i think it made people think about things in different ways and it's like i say it's a massive it's going to be a massive loss is the thing we we all kind of see that from our side mm. You know, it is um, you know, it's understandable, but hundred percent. Like you know, it's uh, should be proud of everything you know that, that you built, and it was your work. You know what I mean? We weren't that much help, were we? JP, we were just the knobheads who jumped on the podcast and sullied the name. You know, from episode one, like, basically that's... from from episode one is the key thing. We did our absolute utmost to count. How can we make Gareth lose his house? What kind of things can we say that's yeah. going to upset him? But it is, it's, it's something that is like. Because I think what it did is it, it brought forward like a kind of almost like a, 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 a like part of a bigger debate of what makes a great match, mm. and part of that as well. And I know for someone like me who didn't do Star Wars before the, the grapple up and then got completely into them, mm. and it was like as a resource being able to use to kind of think of okay, what are my best matches of the year? What are things you need? Like it, it did so much mm. that was like kind of good in terms of. Um, like spreading the word of like kind of high quality wrestling. Yep. I like to think. And then, and then the great thing was, is that the Gareth 
you'd be able to come on the podcast and then we'd be able to talk about the reasons for why these these matches got the kind of ratings that they did, which is always part of that bigger conversation as well. So yeah, she'd be massively proud. Yeah. I can just say as well, Gareth, like before I even done podcast, that went hand in hand for me, mate, in my darkest days. Like I'll be honest, just being serious. It's like when I was doing their matches for the book and then looking at the app, it all went hand in hand. And like when I had the time to watch all these indies, Gareth, that you were saying in America and stuff like that, it was like Got me through the days, mate, and then I'm being serious there. So, yo, thank you very much for that, like, totally. That's it. Cheers, um, mate. And, well, that's, uh, I was going to say, the, the, like, the other the other positive for me is uh, may, maybe uh, maybe uh, the grapples, the, the friends we made along the way, kind of. It is. Because, like, uh, like, and the real five-star ratings, man. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's it, because obviously it's spawned into, like, been coming on this and doing the podcast and, like, you know, like, you know, becoming good mates with, with with you, Matty, like we you know, we didn't yeah. really know each other before then. No. Obviously, you know, we've my friendship with JP Benno's like just yeah. grown through grapple, hasn't it? You know, we knew each other sort of thing, but yeah. it's because of this that we got to know each other more. So I remember in the pub, like, when it was know. just an idea and it was like I'm gonna start it's top secret this, but I'm just gonna I'm I'm thinking of launching an app, it's a star rating app, what do you think? Like I remember that conversation, you know what I mean? We had a few conversations <laughs> in those early days. Was it a goer? Was it a good idea? And I was blown away from the start. I was like, Yeah, fucking hell, why has no one else done this? Like, why, why is this yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was it was obvious, but like, no one had thought of it. Like, I remember that, like, and I was, you know, excited you were to, to put it out to the world and stuff and seeing like and, the early versions. And that's the thing, I think, as well, what it's going to end up, there's going to be a legacy from this mm. as well about like the idea of like, oh, okay, so there is, there is this, you know, people, you know, the communal aspect, aspect amongst kind of like, wrestling fans and everything else that we all mm. really cling to and grapple was part of that yeah. and will always be part part of that conversation definitely, definitely. So it's it's like there is definitely a legacy there yeah from that as well it should be the name will live on Gareth. anyway oh, what was that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so the name will live on anyway well yeah exactly same <laughs> Hulk there will be the way grapple will still be part of the lexicon but just a bit different won't it like obviously we're obviously yeah. carrying on the podcast we're obviously going to make gareth do more podcasts now because we've we've spotted that opening but uh, you know grapple as an entity still exists doesn't it gareth you know what i mean the yeah. website's not going away there will be you know who knows like what what the future is type of thing over the next month or so as you as you wind things down but like that is the plan you know we're still working out the kinks we're going to be doing a, a q a with our yeah. with our patrons like an ask grapple session and um, where we're yeah. talking about you know things along those lines as well but you know safe to say yeah the word grapple will still exist and obviously yeah we'll still be uh still be shouting it and me being as I am, I'm a, I'm not one for fucking uh, giving myself an easy life. So no doubt I'll have some fucking harebrained idea in about six weeks that I want to use the name <laughs> for, and, put, and, and end up fucking take you know taking a load more time to like fucking get some other thing like off the ground or something like that. But, um, but uh, no, yes, um, still got to watch, watch your back space. Page, watch yourselves, lads. <laughs> sign sign raise a really good. Just need one of those t-shirts that still take. I was just going to say, Gareth, we're already stocking the boot up, aren't we? We go down to Wembley, we're just stocking the back seat up now, mate. And I'll forget and rope for the top of the car. Can I just say, I need some new t-shirts as well. (laughs) I don't don't want to be the one to say that part of Vicky's placenta, or Charlie's placenta, went onto that black grapple (laughs) t-shirt. A great photo, though. Can I throw that out there? Come on. <laughs> I'll get, get, get myself down to Hobbycraft and get some pens and write 
a farewell tour on the back of them or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition. Next week retirement, though, then you come back out. Proper wrestling style. <laughs> every time there's rumours of a live podcast dare I say rumours Gareth retires we'll just do that we'll do that a pull that every year oh he's Terry Funk yeah this is uh, the last time you'll get to see Gareth so uh, you all need to uh, come out <laughs> if, a, if a live podcast happens obviously but uh, yeah that's it like I say as far as podcast goes yeah you know business as usual you know we'll obviously have a conversation with the patrons about maybe some changes we'll make and stuff but yeah you know that is it and yeah overall I know is there anything else you wanted to say about it Gareth sign up to cagematch.net is that going to be your, uh, your, your sign off now <laughs> yeah <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's, it's one of those that where you do you know you, you, you do have you know that out there you know mm. you'd think well yeah just fucking it, it's still you know that idea of a collective resource that like mm. you know collective opinion rather than going off one person's opinion i'd always like advocate that <laughs> you know Genuinely, so yeah. that, i think that's the that's the that's as as, as much as uh, as, as much as you'd probably like you know say on that say on that front like it's just um yeah if there if the were people using grapple who weren't using cage match just get so long cage match i'd say <laughs> it's the cage match gareth making his debut big swave that amazing well yeah there we go that's the uh, that's the big announcement so yeah, obviously, uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, let Gareth go as far as like the pre-show goes, and like, yeah, I think that's kind of covers it, doesn't it, Gareth? And anything, anything else? Can't think. There's anything else to uh, to say. And watch this space, I suppose, as far as like other projects and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just enjoy your your, uh, your newfound time, Gareth. I'll have a, I'll have a month off. <laughs> A well-earned month off, gotta say. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Attention passengers, this is your stewardess Iris Chacon on flight 560. We will be reaching our destination point of San Juan, Puerto Rico within the next five minutes. Please fasten your seatbelts and have your seat in an upright position. Thank you for flying, Air Goya. Welcome to Spotlight, still the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. JP's back, folks. Like he, like he never left. Uh, good to have you uh, yeah. back. I know you, JP couldn't miss a show with really. the, uh, the week of the King's coronation. And, you know, we had the Eurovisions coming up. It's an exciting time. You know, some grapple news that you might have uh, <laughs> might have just heard there as well. You know, we, JP had to make his big return. I did. Um, it, what's quite amazing is that we just did a pre-show that was like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and I swear, the King's coronation in this country, which you think normally a big event, got all of 20 seconds. I think it was more or less me going, mate, did you watch any of it? No, didn't. No, neither did I. The end. Mm. Other than some of the comments around, his fingers are weird. Like, and I think there's no getting away from that. And he, when he was struggling to put on a glove, I did think of a comment that somebody had made that was quite brilliant of... Uh, the last time we saw someone struggling to put a glove like that, they also could be implicated in the death of their ex-wife. So, you know, <laughs> who, 
Who are you to say otherwise? <laughs> is that slanderous? Probably. Did you, see, did you see that meme going around? Well, we can get to who Harry's dad is, but we can go there, are we? Did you, did you see that meme that was going around the, uh, of Diana Ooh. getting out of the car with the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase? Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was the extent of how much I got involved in it going on this weekend. I fucking, yeah, I, it, I it didn't exist to me. Um... Lionel Richie and would take that was it doing a concert and Katy Perry I didn't know none of this was even happening I'll be honest no mm. chance <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it was one of them wasn't it I think Saturday's TV schedule said it all because it was like BBC and, and ITV and BBC Two and Channel Five I think Channel Five still a thing I don't know like it was like wall to wall coverage wasn't it and I saw like the listings like the entire morning and afternoon Channel Four were just running Frasier and you know what I respect that <laughs> Gareth probably yeah. wouldn't have liked that but I think that, I appreciate any that channel. Really. Was gonna do that before, wouldn't it? Still got that alternative. Now, everybody loves Raymond. That's normally <laughs> a staple of my kind of early morning channel four. We need to fill up the schedules, don't we? Oh, yeah. Well, James Hugh at the Coronation, no. <laughs> Probably not. He still has the tea towel though to remind him of his ex. I think in Liverpool were more excited for the uh, for Eurovision next week. Like I went around town today. Like it's ridiculous like it is the amount of people who were here now for oh, next yeah. week like i know they're like the semis this week or something like that it's, it's, it's all week insane. isn't it it's all week to shut going on yeah yeah parties like little streets corner dock it's one of them as well you can tell the council because they know the whole world's looking and you know there's lots of people coming from outside you know the cleaning streets they wouldn't usually clean you know there's like yeah <laughs> up like by james street there's all these like nice flowers laid out you know and it's all getting recorded like in it all on, on video <laughs> that's everything yeah online the whole week yeah anyone coming's gonna have the like the complete wrong idea about liverpool's like it's like it's gonna be just like oh it's so clean and nice and you know it's we've like, improved though ben overall since cat since uh Cab- so the culture, we have improved a lot, haven't we? Like it, mm. it, a lot was needed before that, like, and you know, we. we I mean, that was fifteen it. years ago, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just saying as a generalised thing. It is, I know, but we actually have got better. You know what I mean? We really have. We're talking Eurovision here, not the uh, the Royals, JP. Just to uh, to fill you in on it. That's all right. It moves on. I I fear that the Wi-Fi, for whatever reason, isn't something I'm going to be able to be fixing. So thank God you're here, Matty, when I inevitably go out during the points. Just be ready to pick up those massive points on there. But yeah, you lads pumped about Eurovision. I like the points bit. I could care. The the music is shit, and I've said this is a very controversial. I mean. God knows I never supported Brexit, but the state of music on the mainland in Europe has been disgraceful for a long period of time. We've never properly had that conversation as a planet, have we? <laughs> of like, is it still Norton, Norton Is Norton still doing Oh, it's still Norton. Yeah. By the way, yeah. it should be all done in Ukrainian with Ukrainian hosts, yeah. seeing as Ukraine won it last time. But that doesn't seem to be the case. It appears to be like, well, Britain have won it really. I'll be honest, boys, right? I we were in town uh, last time I was in town the other day, and there's like a shop on Bold Street. And singing had... for points. <laughs> I know what the world comes to. It's the G1 of music, Matty. It really is, though. It's awful. I don't so think that down as a possible title on there. Boys, right? If I if I got kidnapped, right, and I had a gun to my head, and the question to keep me alive was when's the last time? Uh, the UK won the Eurovision. I would have said could see them in the waves, but apparently we won it in like 2013 or something. My head was gone. I could not believe it. We'd won it since Casino in the Waves. JP, you heard of this? <laughs> no, no, yeah. not at all. So I'm Google it. Someone of someone in the chat can put it up. Genuinely, we won it since Casino in the Waves. My head was gone. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe it. Couldn't tell you who, who it was, but I, I seen it like on, on the list. Crazy. 
Yeah, someone from TikTok's apparently the UK entry, Dylan says. Yeah. Oh, we're fucked now. Uh, that's very modern, that, isn't it? Well, I must say, way in all of this. But... <laughs> Norton is the Shawn Michaels of British TV. I can see that. Um, you know, he, he doesn't. You know what? For, for, for he, had, he had big shoes to fill, and he's done well, to be fair to him. Yeah. It's like, you know, it would have been uh, very easy to just be like, well, he's shit. You know, it's not the same type of thing. He worked, he worked the territories well, didn't he? Mm. And he's, he's, right yeah, he's worked hard for that. He hasn't worked his way. G1 Vision, music for he the was in JP, he was doing the ECW, like, hardcore stuff on Channel 4, and now he's gone yeah. to WWE on, on BBC, like... <laughs> exactly. He's, you know, he's, he's worked his indies, hasn't he? He's done, he's done those gigs. Wogan was Hogan. <laughs> oh, Wogan was the best. Wogan Hulk, was so good as the... Hulk Wogan. He, he Hulk was Wogan. so dry. Oh, he's a legend. <laughs> oh, well, it's one of them. Not, we'll have the, you're not uh, watching it then, sorry. You're not watching it. I usually do. I usually throw it on, oh, yeah, yeah, like most yeah. years. Like, there's been years when I've been more into it. Others, it's shit, but it's like, uh, it's one of them where, like, you know, everyone's tweeting along, you know, having a few beers. It's an event, that. isn't I've it? I've done it before yeah. where there's been, like, a house party as well. I don't think we'll be doing that this time, but, like, it's always, like, a, a fun thing to, to focus on. I was going to say, where are the street parties in Oxford this weekend, JP? Will there be ones for Eurovision next? I, I don't know. I don't think there'll be any for Eurovision and parties there won't be any there'll be like pubs showing it and stuff like that but like street pies not round here there's not a big view in the, the king's coronation anywhere no not like a bigger big screen set up for you as well the way joe always described his neighbors in oxford just don't maybe think that's that's what it's they like would down have. there everyone's they definitely would have <laughs> they really would have for that not so much round here uh, on, on here Terry Hulk Wogan. Can I just throw in as well, boys, while we're on Eurovision, that Lordy Hard Rock Hallelujah were the best winners and the best song of all time. I'll, I'll go on record with that one. Can't counter that. What about that lad who dressed up as Luchasaurus? That Finnish band. <laughs> who won it? Yeah. Remember them? Pure heavy metal. Yeah, mm. the best day. That's them, game. Unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Well, that's next, next week. We'll do it on on the uh, the preview show next weekend. We'll throw a uh, a big uh, big Eurovision uh, preview. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll go through the finalist acts or something like that. But yeah, that's coming up next weekend. And obviously, yeah, on that note, on the uh, obviously we just did a very long pre-show, so I'll keep it short. But on the Patreon this week, we will have our uh, five to one uh, top five uh, entrance themes uh, show. It's taken me yes. a few days to get it edited. I've just got some final uh, touches on it, so uh, that will be out in uh, in the next couple. God of days, bless you uh, with the hard work. You've done. Yeah, well done, Ben, for I'm that. Still not I sure how well it's going to come out. It will, it will not be up to Andrew Rich's lofty standards. I'm just telling you that. But as far as the conversation goes, I think people are going to love it. Matty's had Twitter <laughs> yeah. polls going this weekend, which I don't know. I feel like Matty, you know, might have misrepresented. Not that he ever does this. Might have misrepresented my views a little bit on a on a certain four horsemen song. <laughs> Would I know? do that? Oh well, you know, like I know, I I know, I'm on the. Uh, Look, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I will always go with the 1996 Horseman uh, shout over 98. But the fact that in your poll they only lost 40 to 60 was actually a win for me. I was like, right, I'm not that much of a minority at that point. There are enough other people who prefer, you know, the uh, the AC's electronica kind of sound that you get with the uh, the old Horseman theme. But no, that was one you wanted to do for a while, wasn't it? That show, Matty. So yeah, we uh, uh, you, you can yeah, probably I... guess we covered all areas of wrestling from the yeah. 80s to WCW to modern WWE to WWE. F Hogan era, everything. Um, I, there's some classics. I think, there. like, and there's going to be loads. There's some classics. There's going to be loads. Yeah, 100%. But there'll be like some, you know, like that we everyone know we pick. 
But Gareth come out with some shockers and some surprises, didn't he, Ben? Oh, really? He really did. Yeah. He surprised you. Oh, yeah. Big big modern WWE fan is, uh, is Gareth. Oh, is <laughs> you have to listen to it to find out. <laughs> it's funny that like Chris mentioned in the chat, yeah, doing this on Eurovision week as well. I did it on purpose. Yeah, the editor didn't take like, six <laughs> oh, days. There you go, Ben. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's purely for that. But no, you got a, a few in there as well, JP, that people might be uh, might be surprised of as well. And yeah, we have a load, a million honorary mentions as well. I'm just ready for our comments to be full people going you forgot this one or yeah. you should have included this one what it's about, I'm looking forward to hearing people's own top five yeah, as well. um, let us know folks uh, what you went for but yeah it was a blast one at JP it was your return that was oh. your official return on like uh, tonight oh, I loved it mm. it was absolutely brilliant like I'm and, you know it was it was phenomenal to do because there was there was crossover but there wasn't as much crossover as I thought because yeah. there's a hell of a lot of good tunes to pick from I think there's and... only two that were on more than one person's list like that's yeah. achievements in any five to one we've ever done I can't yeah, think that's exactly. that's ever been yeah because it's so subjective for this but that's half the fun of it as well is that it's the idea of like have a listen to it go down memory lane find yourself like I did when I was meeting Joe and he was like I'd open up my phone to show pictures of Charlie and then he said disturbed glass shatters on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, I was watching this from the walk from the bus to the pub. So like, uh, you, you know, feeling, feeling aggressive as we talk about in depth. <laughs> yes, you go on. As do most of the great wrestling themes. So yeah, we had a good yes. chat about that. Even threw in at a, a bonus five to one on top top snooker players that I basically had to set out. But we also did game shows, which I had more takes on. So oh, no, I've got to say, honestly, I keep I, I'm very rare to jump in and sell it. But people have got to hear one of Beno's snooker players. Honestly, oh, you'll, you'll howl. You will howl. It's amazing. Did my best, folks. Did my best. <laughs> um, <laughs> Platier, which punk theme did Beno pick? Huh? Might just be Beno. Mm. Might, be, might be some surprises on there. But no, hopefully uh, people enjoy that one. It'll be on the uh, up on the Patreon uh, this weekend. Yeah, speaking of the Patreon, obviously, uh, last weekend we uh, we did a, a weekend show, so we did uh, and the, the video of that, um, at least the uh, the twenty minute conversation we had on the uh, on the big AW uh, All In uh, ticket uh, info we had at the time uh, It's free for all on the uh, on the YouTube. That one uh, seems to be uh, doing well. People, a lot of comments in that chat. To be honest, during that conversation yeah. too, brilliant. Um, some interesting back and forth there, including uh, somebody tried to lecture us about SummerSlam 92 because he was English <laughs> capital letters like so wait did you listen like, <laughs> like I, I feel, still feel like that was your burner Matty trying to uh, trying to argue that SummerSlam 92 gate was legit um, <laughs> confirm it wasn't me like <laughs> but, we should cover like, before we get into the uh, the other stuff we're going to talk about just a, a relatively quick update on on uh, on what we talked about on Friday and like say the conversation you can get on YouTube we, at the time we were recording the only confirmation we had was uh, was Chris Jericho's uh, Twitter account um, that said that AEW had uh, hit 60,000 tickets sold at the uh, the end of last week and we were uh, speculating where that information came from but obviously later that night uh, Big Toad himself did jump on uh, on Twitter to confirm the news uh, that it was in fact 60,000 tickets that had uh, been sold by AEW um, in this first week of on sale uh, noted that it was a 7.7 million dollar gate um, so far which is translated 6.1 million in, uh, in pounds so that answers a bit of the conversation we had about uh, had about that JP, and that's the latest update mm. we have. That that was Friday. You know, there's been a long bank holiday weekend. I don't know what your take is on that, JP. Whether that would increase or decrease sales, maybe when people are back in work, bored tomorrow, they might uh, shift a few more. But you'd have to imagine it's ticked up from there. Maybe we jumped the gun a little bit on the weekend show, shouting about seventy uh, k. But 
they're probably close to it now, aren't they? At this point, you would think with uh, with sales trickling, they won't have stopped, and now it's going to be all about as we uh, we talked about on Friday the uh, the push to the the next milestones and what they can do to and you know increase on that incredibly successful first week. Matty. <laughs> As we have watched I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to articulate as much as JP, but Benno, it's not, as you say, nothing but a success, and it's going to be a great show, isn't it? It's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be all that, and as you say, it could, it should be near seventy acre. Everyone over the weekend, as you say, had a bevy in that tickets would have been saying, let's buy them and stuff like that. So, yeah, There's a lot of like. Like I was out for uh, for the bank holiday for my mate Alan's birthday yesterday, and there was a couple of like casual wrestling fans who were there. They were all, t- you know, they knew about yeah, it, yeah. bringing it up to me instead, it's an event, man. and chatting about it and talk about going down. You know, yeah, hearing more of that like over the weekend, more and more yeah. people, um, kind of like you know, people saying things like, "Oh, they're seeing like posters on like the underground and stuff like that." You know, the the marketing has mm. uh, has picked up as well. JP, it's uh, it's definitely uh, they're, they're going to be, you know. I don't want anyone to miss, you know, misinterpret. It's not going to be an easy path to selling out those, you know, the full ninety three thousand capacity or whatever it, it ends up. But it's absolutely an achievable goal at this point. Oh, it absolutely is an achievable goal, and that seems like absolutely something that would have even seemed ridiculous. And I've been, as you know, as I've said on many of the of the clips that people have seen me talking about this about how you know, what a hell of an achievement this is. And I've always been quite bullish, but even I was kind of thinking 75 felt realistic. What would a stand? I'm now at the point where, and it's, we are at the point because we've not had any information for a couple of days. And that'll be because, you know, there'll be people at the Ticketmaster and stuff, but they're, they're just going to be waiting to see what the, the effect of the bank holiday weekend is. And we don't really know. There's a lot of speculation that it's actually closer up to 70 and whatnot, but I think that just, I think we're better off like looking at like you know I, the, the work that Redbox yeah. have done and others like, and it's never an exact science, is it? But I mean, although I was to be honest, I don't know about you, JP. I was surprised to, when Jericho said sixty. I thought Tony would come back and be like, it's sixty-one and a half or something like that. Um, conservative from him, I thought. Um, obviously, we don't know what the exact it, it, number is, but mm. but then they've been able. Yeah, but I suppose if you want to space out the announcements, yeah. you want to go thirty-six thousand to the first day, forty-three second day. Over 50, third day, 60 for the fourth day and the first day of the sale. And then tomorrow or on or on Dynamite announce, oh, actually, it's near 70. Yeah. Then at that stage, because this is where it gets complicated. And I know WrestleTix, who have done a brilliant job, as they always do with these things on here, that one of the, the statements that they had said on here is they have questions to ask and more work to do for putting out a number because there is, in terms of the map themselves, there are some seeds which aren't going to be for sale, that are going to be going to partners and sponsorships and competitions and things like that. Yeah. And this is those, that's something to take into um, consideration as well, is that there is a possibility of, if we look, we'll look at the paid attendance. Yeah. There's a good possibility that in terms of if you're looking for oh, 90 plus, that there's a good 10,000 of those that might not be paid for, which, you know, Obviously, we're, we're talking about what the live gate can end up being. They can still be 80 with that as as well. But, you know, Chris says here in the chat, if you want a comparison point, if you look at Double or Nothing, hasn't sold 7,000 tickets yet. Couldn't believe it, I've seen that today. Could not this that. is, there are no matches that have been announced for All In, which then leads us to the point of we are at the stage of, okay, you've got the hardcore base that have bought you've got some of the general public that have bought then it's getting through to those people who might well have dropped out of wrestling when cm punk stopped 
wrestling full time, who sees maybe see his face on a poster if that ever gets updated, or just thinks actually, like we said before, that there's a big spectacle going on at Wembley and they'll go down and it's sort of like is bigger than wrestling. It's going to like a big an event and a day out in in London and and the and the rest of it. So I'm really really bullish, and I know Gareth was, and it was a, a point that he had made about. Um, I know when uh, he was doing the show with you last week about actually, given they'll be able to flog like a load of these tickets. Now they still will be able to, it will be at a much slower pace. We won't have so many of the updates, but this is where they've not really had to do any marketing or advertising, but we are seeing reports of stuff that's out there on the tubes and things like that. It's, there is going to be a lot more, um, like kind of a push. We haven't had people appear on TV and I, you know, I spoke about the TV situation on Friday. What is that TV situation going to be? That's going to be a big part of it because if it's on ITV, you'd expect adverts on ITV promoting it. That will be the kind of thing that will push a few more tickets. Because there's a lot, as much as there's a lot of people who know, and you know, I can say that from like more casual fans to speak to, still don't know, no, and that, you know, that advertising will do that. You mentioned the punk thing, like that, that's another one. Like, we know, you know, that punk is coming back, but it's an open rumor. It's not a reported thing. It's not advertised yeah. right now that he's going to be coming back in June. We're assuming he's going to be at Wembley. And because we know that, we're like, well, there you go. You know, we're going to get to see punk at Wembley. Once they can firmly advertise that CM Punk will be at Wembley, you will be able to see him wrestle at Wembley. Like that's when, you know, things will move even further. I think to, to get to those, not casual fans, but maybe people who aren't as deep in the bubble as us, stuff like that. And match announcements are going to be the key to, you know, to to move this thing again. It's not going to be easy. I'm watching the build on telly, Ben, isn't it? Yeah, um, of that's course. It. Just seeing that general build on the telly. Mm, just that general yeah. excitement. Yeah. And it's and it's going to be, you know, if you're thinking about what are the match announcements, what are the things on the card that could move people in terms of, and at this stage, you're, you really are trying to like, you're almost targeting the, not so much the people who are well aware of AEW because the likelihood is they've either bought a ticket or they haven't. Yeah. At this point, it's going to be, dare I say it, the casual fan, that mythical figure. Um, mm, but the less hardcore we, we're talking fan, we need a new term for it. Less we? hardcore oh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would think of WWE uh, fans. What of a mouthful that bet on, Yeah. <laughs> I would think, like, a WWE, like, it would be possibly like WWE fans who've yeah. had, like, a kind of, kind of, oh, God, you know, they see this figure, they're not aware of where they've been or you know, that there's another wrestling company out there of which for the vast majority of people, they, they're not aware of another wrestling company out there because it isn't something even in the UK when they talk about wrestling, it's WWE that's wrestling or it's world of sport. Yeah. And there's not really anything else in between there. But um, if you can put punk, if you can announce punk on that card and I suspect with all out the week after, if you're going to fantasy book it and, We've had the reason of, you know, I've had Dave Melt saying, well, no, you can't have the match against Omega. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, you can have the match against Omega. You can do that. Yeah. That if you did all out with Punk versus Omega, but then you did, and then on all in, you had the six man. Yeah. With the Bucks and Kenny versus. CM Punk and FTR. Around, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I, I, only because only it's Chicago. Yeah. Like, and, and wanting to kind of have that kind of a match in Chicago as much as you know, and make sure it sells because it'd be like a CM big CM Punk kind of singles match, but having him on this would be enough of a spectacle 
and still you could work into the build for the singles matches and the tag match at all out. You can you can have kind of your cake and eat it with those guys as well. And yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, like we said last time, it's incredibly exciting. They're you know shifting tickets to a point where when I've seen anybody else who outside of us talk about this event and talk about the amount of tickets, I think they're like more surprised. Well, you know, 40,000, 50,000, but we're now into the realms of like people really discovering how hot is the UK as a territory. And today it's massively hot. Can't get away away from it as well. And I think this is all going to impact AEW doing tours and the rest of it. I think there's going to be, you know, after this, I can't see a situation where they won't be over in the UK before the end of 2023, even after all in. That old TNA argument, isn't it? They should just move here. You know, when, they, when we were uh, we were keeping their shows going, Matt, we always heard that, didn't we, over, yeah. and, over and over again? Well, London, mm. London would be, I mean, it's it, there's been an off-speculation thing about trying to move the Jaguars to London. And he's got his business in, with obviously, with Fulham as well. So in some ways, London as a base for AEW or having a base in London is actually the kind of thing that's going to be essential because, you know, at some point they're going to want to run shows like WWE have done very recently. I know you're in Manchester, but running Paris, running, you know, go Oberhausen. God knows they like their wrestling there, don't they? They've got that arena where Hasselhoff played, haven't they? <laughs> uh, as, as well at the same time. But it's it's it, it's at the point where I don't, I expect the pace of the tickets to be quite slow, but it, I think it's going to be creeping up day by day by day. And the lesser, like even looking at the maps, when you zoomed in on the Ticketmaster maps, what you weren't seeing were la- massive swathes of of kind of empty seats and the rest of it. It was still very concentrated, but they were just late release tickets. So yeah, I'm I'm very, but I mean, I see the paid being over eighty and therefore being SummerSlam. That's where if I'm going to make a prediction on it today, that's where I am with it. Crazy, and like I said, the thing they need to do there, as JP just touched on there, Matty, it's gonna be now. It now it's when it's you know the cards. Now it's the people on the show. Now it's like yeah, what the advertise type type of thing. You know, again, a lot of lot of discussion, the, the continued discussion of like I saw Melton did like an, an informal poll on his Twitter. Your best, yeah, mate, Matty, Ken's you know? a bowl, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is interesting because I don't think Kenny's necessarily pushed us the top guy of AW anymore, but he probably should do in his head. Uh, but it, yeah, in Dave's. <laughs> Said he still is, <laughs> and he's listed a load of people. You know, we talked some Osprey stuff on the uh, on the on the pre-show, but like he throws you know Osprey's name out there as someone. It's like I I don't know if like you know uh, there's going to be a good portion of those you know eighty odd ninety thousand people who Osprey's a big deal to based on what they've seen in AW and based on what they've heard his name name as. But I think there's a there's a ceiling to you know to what a, a difference someone like him makes in a big match. Um, you know, Kota Ibushi's name thrown out there by uh, by Dave as a match you can do with Omega. Um, I don't know. Did you go the dream dream match route? You go the like the well built you know Sting versus MJF route. Is there any anything that you're kind of thinking as what this yeah. uh, this card's gonna look like? Yeah, you do that though. As I say, like you've got the all these, you've got Forbidden Door before it, you've got all in, you've got the pay for you the week after. So like I said last week, it's gonna be so interesting how he balances all these out then. I mean, that's the obvious one, the six man, and then leading to from all the reverse, as you yeah. say, what we want to see. But I, I don't know. MJF's gonna be the champion, isn't he? Still, you know, you think he's gonna retain this four-way. So yeah, that sting idea is a good one, because it gets sting in a big one, you know, the fans are reacting to that. Yeah. But 
it is JP. It's a good one, that. Yeah, I think so. And I think we've seen it. We're going to talk about like the way that major companies can do their bells and whistles matches and get around it and still produce a hell of a spectacle. Sting is the one where there is, there is, a, it's difficult because how much cachet does Sting's retirement have within like the UK may not seem like necessary as that much, but I think this is where you get your nostalgia one of could be Sting's retirement match. And that would then appeal to your lapsed fans. Yeah. There, I say it from the, from the attitude era and like so maybe they'll they'll be looking at it. I think it makes sense. It would have made sense if you weren't having this bloody four pillars match. Then the idea of having this match against Sting and then the winner facing Darby Allen at All In would at least have something to it because then at least you could have the credible theory of well, actually Sting might win this because then he might drop it to Darby Allen on the on the one afterwards. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think it's. Um, like the sting idea is a, is a pretty common sense one. I think it's less, I don't know if it's necessarily like kind of big dream matches per se. I just think well built what feel like kind of like a proper Brian Danielson singles match. If, if you know what I mean, like everyone's going to be on the card, JP though, uh, which is fair. Battle Royal. Yeah. Got it. Cause it's, it's Battle Royal in the pre-show. So your, your lower carders have got to be on it. They've, yeah. you've got to be at this. That's where you get yeah. Kip Sabian pop, um, Matty, or yeah. Kip of him. On the, the, the back. Um. Yeah, on the back. <laughs> <laughs> on the back. That one. He's got to be on it. Yeah, even on the back. Mentions- Pack in a prominent position. You never comes up. Will said that. Like Pack never comes up in these conversations. As, oh. He could be a potentially a Omega opponent. You can push him as your as your British star. And obviously, as we've said, you know, four hundred times. So I won't repeat myself too too much. You know, Jamie Hater obviously should be in a prominent yeah. position. Saray is doing the rounds again this week, doing media talking about you know who should my opponent be type of thing. But you know, we should be asking the question of who should the AW Women's Champions opponent be. Maybe it ends up being Saray, or maybe it doesn't. But like they're going to be. The biggest, uh, yeah, things. Isn't um, Omega be more likely to happen a Forbidden Door though? I, I think thing, that. Yeah, you can do that there. Yeah, yeah. it probably makes sense because of the the match they had earlier on this year in New Japan, didn't it? So, yeah, yeah. you would think it's it's kind of a straight because it's what will New Japan want? Will they want that match to happen in Japan? Do they see there as being a, a cachet of that match happening in in Japan if they're going to do a third match? For example, whereas I would say you do the rematch of Forbidden Door in the main event, then because it feels that way because Osprey's opponent in Dominion is Lance Archer, and the winner of that gets a US title shot, so it kind of ah, makes sense for okay. that to be for that to be the case. And the and rubber match at Wembley, you could do that. You could do you could yeah. do the rubber match at Wembley. That's the one way you would you would do it. Outside of that, dare I say it, and I've kind of changed as time's gone on. The idea of shoehorning other people who aren't AEW onto it, I'm less and less keen on as time goes by. Absolutely. There is enough on that roster that you don't need to do that. There's enough and there wrestlers, you, as you say. And there's enough wrestlers, and there's enough, and you can go back to those matches. And I don't think there's an issue with that. You can always go back, like if you're looking to come back again and you want to do Osprey versus Omega, but it should be focusing on your talent for the sake, even, dare I say it, for morale. You want the people from AEW appearing on this card. Like, yeah. well, if you didn't have a card on it, as nice as that would be and as great as I would love it, 
I don't think you need that in order to shift the ticket. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a success anyway. If no more tickets yeah. sold, it's a big success. So oh, overwhelming. So. I think I saw Marafuji this week. Did he get asked in an interview, would you do Wembley if they asked him? He said, yeah. That was a news story on some website. It was like, well, of course he said, <laughs> yeah, you asked him. It's not you like he's campaigning. Everyone would <laughs> do it, wouldn't he? You know, yeah, for the this way, it'd be uh, Golden Lovers v Swords of Essex, but that's, that better not be fucking happening. But listen to the pre-show for us. In fairness to Matt. Saga, but you know what I mean? It's like every everyone who gets asked though is gonna answer that and say they want to be on it. Every we've made fun of the you know the res wrestlers who like uh you know gonna be campaigning for a spot on the show, but they probably should be. You know, everyone's gonna want to be on the show, and it's gonna be about yeah narrowing it that like you know you want to reward your key roster as well, don't you? You want to hundred percent give you week to week people. You know the 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 experience in front of this might be this and this might be the biggest show AEW ever does. Like. What could be bigger? You know what I mean? Like, where, where could they draw more people? Where in the world could they go? They've already done a Canada debut. You know what I mean? They've already, you know, so that, that could have been a possibility is like doing a stadium size show, but it wouldn't be this big. They could go into Central Europe maybe and do something somewhere else. I don't know if, you know, JP could name some venues. They could do the San Siro or something. I don't know. But there's, you know, there's, there's, op- there's options maybe, but that's probably not going to be bigger than this. They'll probably return to Wembley based on these numbers. So, you know, if they don't sell it out this time, maybe they, they yeah. slightly more next time. But this is going to be the biggest show AEW ever do. Like, I don't see a contender for a rival. And in which case, you know, as we've been talking about, it should be like the biggest show AEW ever do. And it should be of course. that referent, reverence as far as the car yeah. goes and, and all of that stuff. I hope it's not an afterthought. But I said the other it's day, it can't be due to the spectacle of it, can it? <laughs> it can't be an afterthought because of the sheer spectacle. But I just yeah. hope, as you say, they, we get a really memorable card for it to fit no the villain, of to, course. Based on that. Of course, this is it. It has to. Be- yeah. They're never going to have more people in the building, JP. No, exactly. They they have to do that. I mean, I would think as well with the deal he's got with Wembley, Wembley is the one place he would come back to. They'd look at the the accessibility for people to fly in and the rest of it. It kind of works and it's a cheap, cheap deal they're getting. And Wembley are going to be happy if they're selling it out on a day oh, they right. haven't planned maybe to book just, anyone in. Maybe all so, in just because all in at Wembley becomes because that's the thing with AEW. They've gone with a different, you know, they haven't done the TNA thing where when TNA came in, it was like, well, we need our own WrestleMania. And some years it was Bound for Glory, other years it was Slammiversary, you know, ROH had mm. Supercard of Honor. Everyone tries. That's something AEW haven't done. They've had the four pay per views, now five. They've all been on like a, a pretty much even keel, haven't they? I think, you know, all out and double mm. enough and maybe have a little bit more prestige than. I was going to say, yeah, the two. But even that's not really based on anything other than the branding's a bit better for them too, I think. They're still pretty <laughs> much equivalent events. You could for all in, but could, could be AW WrestleMania. Like, they might have backed all the way into, oh, fuck, this is the big stadium show once a year. Because that's what I was thinking then. I was thinking, well, how come they have yeah. more, more, more people than this? Well, they'd have to, it'd have to be like their WrestleMania weekend if they were going to you know, run a big stadium in America. It'd have to be that. But I don't see with their pay-per-view model them ever having a proper WrestleMania feeling weekend. So this might be the roost. This might be it. You know, Wembley might be, you know, their yeah. constant WrestleMania or at least coming to Europe might be their, you know, big temple. Like this is the biggest weekend we do with the year. Like genuinely. There was a point in time they did speak about running. I think I want to say it was like the baseball stadium in Milwaukee. Yeah. And part of the thing of that is that's close to Chicago, but you mentioned the point where they've kind of burnt it out. Like, really, for the most part. So they'd have to almost leave Chicago alone for quite a while to come back because that's relatively close by there that they can go. But there is, yeah, like, this is the one event that all, that offers them the chance to do that really 
big weekend-style deal as well. And on the money front, we talk about $6.1 on on the gate, which, by the way, is what? Five, six times what they've what their record is as as well on there. Wild. You've got to imagine, and this is where you know you hear things about like this isn't on pay per view. It might be various things like that. I know on voices they were they were talking about it, and I can't help but feel that yeah. it's going to be on Max or Definitely. it's going to be on TNT. Which which means I think that in order for them to say we're running this show, which is pay per view level, and this is we normally make say six million from a pay per view. What are you going to give us as part of it? And I keep on thinking between that, Collision, the HBO Max possible presence in there as well, that possibly in next week we've got what they call the upfronts. So Warner Brothers Discovery will come with all their week? new TV. May 17th, I think. Uh, fuck yeah. And at that point, I wonder whether or not we're going to see something about a deal being struck or certainly an option being struck as well. And I think as part of that bigger deal, this is part of it, where they get the TV rights to this as well. And then you... And if you're thinking about like a, a, you know the subscription base they've got for that, it's going to be bigger numbers on that than what they're going to be paying for um, uh, uh, the, than what they'll be getting for the hundred and fifty thousand or so for pay per view. That's the thing. So they're going to be making a few quid off that as well. That's it. It, it, it would the, the the arguments against my point of like oh this should be their WrestleMania weekend as well. Can you do WrestleMania when it's like in the middle of the day US time and you can't sell pay per views for it? The other argument is, well, yeah, maybe, but maybe more people watch this. <laughs> it's like, that's been the thing with WWE on Peacock. It's like, it always felt weird that, like, you know, two odd million people are watching Raw and SmackDown, and then the actual pay-per-views that Raw and SmackDown are building to before the network era were watched by, you know, equivalent numbers to AEW, like 100,000 or so. And it was always weird that they were the more prestigious shows, <laughs> but actually less eyeballs saw them. More eyeballs are probably going to see, you know, these, um, these, you know, all in or other specials if they if they are going that route with that. You know, I, I think that's, I think you've, you've nailed it. That's going to be the case. They're not going to put it on TV because I think the ad breaks become a huge issue then, don't they? Unless you've got it on some kind of delay, and then at that point it's like, well, what year is it? And um, but yeah, th- there's absolutely that point. It's more people watching too. So yeah, you blew my mind there, JP. I've heard that date May seventeenth a million times in the news cycle last month. The, the fact that it's this is a, this is another time thing. The fact that that's next week. It's like fuck. I was going to say, but time moves so yeah. quickly. These days, we'll be back in a few weeks, mate. Uh, man, in your birthday week, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> madness. Yeah. madness. Oh, but there we go. But yeah, that's where we are with uh, with uh, with all in at the minute. Obviously, we'll be uh, checking in um, with uh, with more updates as uh, as things come. Um, and yeah, obviously, as we get those uh, those lofty heights, but anything more on that, lads, before we uh. We'll be circling back around to AEW a bit later. Matty's got a more pressing matter we uh, we do need to talk about first. But anything more on Wembley? (laughs) I can't think of anything else on there other than we'll be keeping our eyes on it. It's you know, God knows we need to we need to get those videos out there, Benno, don't we? So we need to make sure (laughs) we've got something to chat about on it. But it is, but for good reason, we should talk about it. We're talking about a massive fucking stadium show which has sold sixty thousand tickets with no not a single match announced. For it as well and it's incredibly exciting like there's there's so much we spoke about it on like if you haven't seen it before if you go to the youtube and you you, you know the the ancillary effects of this about how it affects in terms of working with european businesses and stuff like that and getting different sponsors and whatnot this is massive for the visibility for AEW. definitely and yeah speaking of i don't know international shows shows abroad 
they go yeah. from America doesn't deserve pay-per-views anymore like it, <laughs> we should just look at them all or like other countries who aren't um, I don't know maybe I'm on dodgy ground here calling Puerto Rico another country but like you know what I mean it's... like different territories should be uh, getting it than the, uh, yeah. the middle, uh, US ones JP well, yeah, to give you an idea of it, it's a it's a state, it's a Caribbean island, mm. but it's it, sorry, it's not a state, it's not registered as a state in the US, but it is like an unincorporated territory. So they'll vote in local elections, but I'm not sure even if they can vote in US elections. I don't even know, even though it's a US territory, it's a really weird thing. And a lot of Republicans go against it because it'd vote Democratic probably as well for it. But every crowd, like, fuck me, run this place. There's a re like honestly. Like, they are fucking incredible, those fans. You mentioned about SmackDown on Friday, but Christ I, above. I what felt a like fucking watch- crowd. I felt like watching SmackDown on Friday, like I was watching IWA Puerto Rico back on the wrestling channel. Like, oh. remember that when they used to show it? It just yeah. like that bloke Shame. in bloody brawls. I did a tweet about that, JP, but it was three in the morning. None of you got what I was talking about. But I remember Shane, and I remember the uh, IWA Puerto Rico. He refereed in TNA. Of course he it's did, Shane. Yeah. Shane Sewell is yeah. his name, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had it. a feud with Booker T. Was it Booker T? Was it not Booker T? Oh, big fucking feud for him. Mm. Oh, no, it was uh, Davari. It was Davari, wasn't it, he was feuding oh. with? I remember that. I think it was Davari. They're just like, Jeez. it's one of them. It's like... Smackdown, as JP mentions there, Matty. Like, we're not going to go into breaking down Smackdown, obviously, because the pay per is more pressing. But that, to be honest, I felt I felt stupid because, like, on the weekend show, on that clip we put on YouTube, I was making the comparison about, oh, they shouldn't run a, a local show before Wembley when they come to the UK. And I was trying, trying to compare it to Montreal for some reason and Sami Zayn. There was my answer. There was, like, yeah. here's an example <laughs> of people doing it. Dude, you ran Puerto Rico on Friday for Smackdown and it didn't hit the pay per view one bit. So there's your even though I don't fully yeah. subscribe to it, there's your counter-arguments. But SmackDown was such a fun watch this week. Like, you probably don't necessarily need to go back and watch it if you're going to be watching the pay-per-view because you're going to get a lot of the same thoughts and feelings coming yeah. out of it. But it made me so hyped for this pay-per-view. Nothing to do with the booking. Nothing to do with, really, the matches. Just that crowd. Like, they were reacting to fucking Doc Gallows doing a hot tag. Like, yeah. he was, like, in his pomp, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or, like, Hulk yeah. Hogan in the 80s. It was insane, like, all that stuff. Like, they did the, you know, the promo battle between, you know, Ray and Don Mysterio. They did entirely in Spanish. Like, a full 15-minute segment in front of the crowd. No subtitles, no commentators button in telling you what they were saying. They just let it breathe in Spanish. Like, it was the most un-WWE unproduced thing I've seen on their TV in years. It was fucking great. It was wholesome to watch. And then the crowd are reacting to everybody. You know, Cody on SmackDown came across like a megastar. Maybe less so on the pay-per-view once it got to his match. But that was great. Even he was, you know, Cody, you know, here throwing in his uh, little bits of Spanish in there with, uh, with obviously, you know, <laughs> with, with, with him as well. What, what territory to be in or what country Cody be in? He'd do all that, wouldn't he? Of course, he was, but, you know, oh, he's yeah. going to claim for it in this case. So, you know, that was nice to see. Yeah, of course. Even like there was a it wasn't a good match don't get me wrong but like Nakamura and Karrion Cross went out there and they had a match that like because the crowd was so different the way they react to things and the noises they make are, are even different and the commentary was kind of sitting back and Nakamura was kind of doing this heavy kick style which kind of works kind of doesn't it was like the least WWE match I've seen on their TV in forever it, it was still you know not amazing mm. Nakamura in 2023 but it felt like I was watching a completely different product it was Honestly, if you're saying that, you can't be arsed watching the pay-per-view. Just watch a bit of SmackDown to get a flavour of how different this was. It was great. You're right with what you're saying. It's because, like, obviously, they do book it around, you know, like, 
LWO and stuff like that and Dom and all that. But you're right, like Karrion Cross, Doc Gallows, you know, Viking Raiders were like megastars. They were, they come out and everyone was over as hell. Brilliant. Definitely. There were things on the production sides, and you know, Chris has mentioned it here as well about the, the drone cameras and stuff. Not having that large set, not having that large scale setup. Which, if you're AEW, sorry to go back to Wembley, I thought to myself, if you've got people coming out of a tunnel, going out, and you've got a drone following them as they go out, because fuck me, that bad bunny entrance, like very rare. I was getting goosebumps. The drone, that. I was, was like, unbelievable. It was I've done that on Smack. The drone I was, was incredible. Because they did it on SmackDown, yeah. like you say, Martin. Yeah, like I, I think I think part of it. I think there was some aviation geeks on on Twitter being like, "Well, the reason they don't do it in America is because there's a lot of rules about flying like drones indoors." Yeah. And it was funny because on SmackDown, why is that? <laughs> people are fans, unfortunately, it's like when uh, remember when they brought out those yeah. LED laser pens and people would be fucking shining them at fucking planes and stuff. That still happens to this day. Um, you can't trust humans. Goalkeepers, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing too on on penalties and stuff. But like when they did it on SmackDown, they nailed it. It was brilliant because you could see the crowd filing in, and then he went in, and it was a great shot of all the people. Felt like on the pay per view, they came close to hitting a couple of things that could have gone really badly. I don't think it was live. To be fair, I think they edited it in, you know, ten minutes. It was a good uh, advert for Absolute Vodka as well. Did you see it? They flew past that stand as they got into the arena. Brilliant. Well, maybe yeah. Wembley's outdoor. I don't know. I don't. If we've got aviation geeks out there, you know, let us know what the uh, what the rules are and doing it here. But yeah, it's only coming through the roof then. fuck's sakes yeah the big bit of air above it Mm. come down and spin around in a circle (laughs) but i was thinking in terms of the just the overall just the idea of having people behind you as soon as you came out added something and i think that initial spectacle of when you'd go out the walkway and you just see this mass of people who are so fucking hot because they were just starved of a big proper event you know what and if they want to make these ple's feel special Places like San Juan make them special. Yeah, they've nailed it this year. You know that I, I don't I often give to the credit as Matt will know, but like you know, Rumble felt special. You know, because that was a big show. Montreal for Elimination Chamber felt special. Mania was Mania, and now this. Like every pay per view has had a, a unique feel to it, a big time feel. And Money in the Bank's yeah. next over here, Ben. Money so in the Bank's next. It's a new one as well. So all the Saudi Arabia. But, I, you know, Saudis don't count, but that's yeah. me. The, the next Money in the like a proper pay per view yeah. is over here. So they've nailed, and then it's SummerSlam in a stadium, and then I don't know what Extreme Rules is that. So they've nailed. Great, show. great so far, yeah. It, it, it makes them stand out, doesn't it? Though it really does. We've, you know, you've nailed, you've been on banging that drum for years about it looks the same and all that, and you know, to, it does. It and this makes you feel and, and look That's better. A, open goal for AW, like you know, again that back to the Wembley conversation, like. Fucking, as we keep saying, don't shoot it like they do the big fucking, you know, the New York shows that are in a big tennis stadium and it just looks like every other arena AEW ever run. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, like, you know, Arthur Ashe shouldn't look like, you know, bumfuck Wisconsin. Like, they, 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 you should take advantage of the building that you're in, you know, and do the, we never do it either. And it feels like they're actually doing it a little bit with these shows. Like, Because I was going to say, the one last point I'll make on SmackDown, if we get to the pay-per-view, when the Street Profits came out, and it was wise enough to have them come through the crowd. I don't know they do it sometimes, but have them come through the crowd. It was so wholesome to just see, like, this crowd organically reacting, all being into it, joining in on the entrance and stuff like that. But I thought that was really interesting because when they zoomed in, like, and you could see individual fans, 
every one of them was into it. Like every single one of them to a man or yeah. woman was like, you know, jumping up and down, singing, dancing, getting involved. Like you could see on an individual basis, everyone enjoying it. And it was an interesting crowd makeup too. Cause it never, it was never like, I mean, there were kids and stuff there, but it was always like, it felt like it was always like 35 and like 35 year old men and women, you know what I mean? It was grownups and they were yeah, all just like so into this WWE product or at least into wrestling and into these characters and it was just like you don't see that with WWE program you don't even see that with AEW program you know what I mean there's always bored people on the phones but you didn't see much of that on these shows it no. just felt like everybody was big, engaged big party better wasn't it Made everyone was just having a good time it was mm. it was really really great to see Love it, love it. So yeah, that was the uh, the setup for for this one for this uh, this pay per view. And I suppose we'll go through the matches and let's just go in order. There's some backstage stuff, but I'll save that for there'll be there'll be relevant points for to bring that stuff up. But like, should we just go in, in match order? Because I don't think there's going to be you know a huge amount to say. Yeah, about some of these, and there'll be more to say about others. But like, oh, spe- yeah. speaking of that crowd reaction, you know, one disappointment for me was how they turned on Bianca Belair in the opener. Because she was super old on SmackDown. That was weird. It was like, it's the same people. Like, I don't understand why. Like, this wasn't just like a back and forth, a smattering of booze. This was full on. We want EO Sky to win. Yeah. This, this wasn't like, it was proper full on, you know, we want her to win. And no one was behind Bianca Belair. It was weird. Like they just decided collectively. There were yeah. still Bianca Belair fans there and that. But it was I, I was glad the commentary didn't be like, oh, it's bizarro land type of thing. They just let it be, didn't they? I think they yeah. probably would have benefited from changing some stuff in the match. Because at the point the crowd chose to go with EO Sky, I know you've got your quote unquote story to tell with damage catarrel and all of that stuff. But like they maybe didn't need the finish to be as convulsed as it was with that in mind, you know, they could have got to the same angle after the match if they just let her, you know, lean into the babyface side, which feels like the direction they're going with it with the other guy, but she came across like the biggest babyface in the building for this one. And it was, yeah, maybe sly on Bianca Belair, but you know, they just they went with it. It led to a, a great open a match and yeah, just a yeah. really, really enjoyable, you know, twenty odd minute match shaping. It was a cracking match. But it was very weird because at this stage, it was like you thought, oh, God, are this crowd going to just turn against all manner of people? I was fearing for Cody at that stage. But this was like the only match they did it for. Yeah. And it felt like this one kind of inexplicably was the match they kind of focused on for it. And it was a bit strange. But I thought actually in for it, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I like the idea of like your champion goes into a scenario where if they're always cheered, it can it can become that same kind of samey effect. And I think this made it a bit more like, well, hang on a minute, a bit more of an unpredictable crowd, which yep. gave it a bit of its own energy as well. And as Chris mentions here in the chat, like there was the hints of a face turn for EO Sky yeah, as well. Happen, I think. Which will which will happen as well, which is fine. And she's being utilized to a degree which is good. And you can see her kind of slotting in quite nicely at that higher echelon of the women's division as well uh for the for the time being and you know and feud with bailey would be good i don't think i don't think there'd be any issues with with that at all but i thought this was um i thought it was a really really fun match you know what i liked as well about bianca like she was so professional with it she didn't do a Shawn michaels and throw her toys out the pram like when like she didn't, yeah. she would, because there's some wrestlers, Matty, where like, you know, when The Rock would do it, like if fans started booing, I'd be just lean into it and go with it. You know, that's how Hollywood yeah. was born. And there's he would do, some, some he would do the look, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. But when you're Bianca Belair and you're, you know, 
for a limited character that the writers give her. A character is, you know, she's likable, she's nice, she's like a yeah. great baby face. She shouldn't. She should keep the smile on her face and just work for yeah. it. And she did that to her credit, like 100%. Unbelievable. She was like, and she just looked at the card, give a little little nod and a little smile and just got on with it. Yeah. And I thought that was... And talk about it like it's a difficult away game. Basically, yeah. she's got a heart. Does she? Can she deal with it on a wet Saturday night in San Juan? Like, in evidence <laughs> she can, can't yeah. she? She's got the wind, JP. That's all that matters. She's coming out, coming out with Tony Pulis on Raw. Oh, but yeah. but it was it was a great match. It was it was. Uh, I said that on on the weekend show preview. I said if this got time, that it would be a good one, and it was yeah. a great opener. So yeah. Do we still good be stuff. star ratings? <laughs> I don't actually. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was going to say that. Yeah. 8.0 on cage match. Uh, no. Yeah. We'll be star ratings for now. Four stars. <laughs> I'm going about it, yeah. yeah, go four. <laughs> there you go. Convert, convert them to uh, your metric for choice. Uh, but that's sad, that, isn't it? Uh, just, just hit me that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> great opener, anyway. Worked out on uh, on anyone's uh, metric. And uh, from there to the, uh, the second match, uh, almost and Seth Rollins. Um, I'm going to go to you first on this one, Matty, because you were the great defender of this match uh, going in on the weekend uh, <laughs> show. Yeah. This is not praise. But it was the best match I've seen almost half. It, it, it was also better than I thought it would be. So I suppose that's kind yeah. of, you know, down with faint praise. And for a wrestler I, you know, I haven't really got much time for, I thought Seth Rollins put in a shift here to make this possible. You um, said that about six out of the last seven matches you reviewed. Have Seth I, Rollins, maybe I'll like be yeah. Maybe turn me in a WWE <laughs> Manchester. No, I don't think I'm ever going to that. Almost on the other hand, though, the, the negative for me, Matt, is that like. Yet all that said, he lost again. So like, by yeah, the time no. he gets good, right. what are we gonna do? Like, is he just yeah. gonna like just turn it on and start beating everybody, and we're just gonna forget this early run in his career? Because there's one thing to be learning on TV and having, you know, arguably getting better at least based on this match. Although, you know, how much of it was smoking with us from Feth Rollins, but there is also that balance to it as well. But all in all, I thought it was a good bit of business. Well, you said it there. It's the best I've seen Omas look. He looked mm. more agile. He looked more of a worker yeah. than I've ever seen him before. Obviously, he's in there with Seth and Seth's controlling the match and like calling it and stuff like that. But Seth, boy, I know like, I'm no people think I'm a big Seth guy and I'm not like, but I do like him. I think he's unfairly, you know, criticized a, a lot of the time. Like, but I thought it was just a good story, JP. Dave of Goliath, your term we yeah. use. It was, it was, a, I know, when that stomp, when he countered that stomp by just, like, lifting his neck up, it was, like, some really good stuff in this, and it was, it was, you know, it wasn't the best match you'll ever see, but it made sense, told a good story, and it was, it, it was solid. For a 10-minute match between these two, and like you say about Omos, like, there's a few things going, this is the best performance that I've seen from Omos there as well, and Omos is someone who I'm probably not as down, when it comes to these kind of big, giant guys. Attraction in EGP. He is as a as a wrestler for for much in the same way I remember saying this about Braun Strowman. I go, well, there is kind of something there that you can work with, and it clear clearly he is learning somewhat. It's just going to be simple enough matches. It's just that, like, it, it's at the point where this is the problem with Vince. The idea, like Benno mentioned, the idea of can they just bring him in and have him just start beating everyone? Well, with Vince, he can. That's the kind of thing he'll just do. He'll just go on a winning streak. So he'll go, we need a heel challenger for yeah. Cody Rhodes if he wins the title or something along those lines. Then that type of stuff is, 
you know, he, he, he fits in there very, very kind of neatly. And the fact that they put him down as a free agent, even though this draft thing is complete bullshit. The thing about him having as a free agent is you can just, they, they're going to use him to fill in holes. He might be uh, on telly for which might turn up. Yeah. Like that. And he'll just, he'll just turn up, but he is getting better. I mean, I'd say match wise, like 3.25, because I just kind of yeah. thought to myself, it's a simple enough story. It is a good enough match. Rollins was working his, his absolute arse off here as well. And the crowd wanted to sing along with this song and all the rest of it. So they got Good to do all those finish kind of as well. bells and whistles. I, yeah. Called it early on. I knew he'd, he'd do that. Always dangerous. Don't mean me to watch the McCree like him. We had vision to sit though. Landing on you on one leg off the top is just like a dangerous thing. But he kind of done it like when he just kind of landed and went to the side. But always a dangerous move for me that. Yeah. Dangerous chance you're taking, but no, it was a good finish. You're mute on mute. Sorry, I was just saying here, we, we have the we have the we had the underdog smaller baby face beat the big monster in a pretty definitive win. I didn't know you could do that. Oh well. Anyway, back to that conversation later. Um moving on to the <laughs> I, I agree with you. Typical, typical David. Always always got to get his heat, hasn't he? Selfish <laughs> bastards. Now he runs away. Goliath's just trying to improve, for Christ's sake. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, I'd agree with you. It's three point two five. I think I'm I'm definitely more negative on, on almost as I don't I just don't see him getting better than this, but you know. I say I say that about Satnam Singh too, and I enjoyed him last week the most I've ever enjoyed him, but that was less to do with what he uh, with what he does in ring. But yeah, moving on yeah. from there into the uh, the next one, three way Austin Theory, uh, Bronson Reed, and Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't have much to say on this one, lads. I think we can deal with this one quickly. It was a WWE three way match, and wouldn't you know it, Austin Theory got stole the pin. Um, to get- yeah, I hated the. F- I've always hated that finish before it became like buzzworthy yeah. that everyone was onto it. I've been hating that for like 15, 20 years, mm. not just the last five years. I've always hated that so much of a cop out yeah. to do it all the time with the heel. It did. Like, Come on, with something else, like. And I don't- I don't think he's, and I don't think he's getting any particularly like worthy heat from it, other than oh for fuck's sake. He was the least over on the show, and and I, you know, as you know, watching him and that, he was the least over, wasn't he, Fairy? He, he mm. didn't get like much of a reaction at all in coming out of that. That's a challenge. Exactly. No, that speaks volumes. Like you know, it does. But I thought it turned out all right. It was. It was only like seven minutes. You know, Ben. This this was a very oh, short. Bronson Reed looked well. That Vader bomb to Lashley oh, taking that on his shoulder. Lashley deserve, well, Reed deserves credit doing it, but Lashley for taking that on that shoulder, <laughs> fucking hell, it looked there. But yeah, I thought they were sound, and yeah, just to finish, just ruin it for me. It did. That's it. I go three stars. Stars, but, yeah, yeah, three stars. Yeah, three stars. Special was going to be my phrase on it, and it it might have been, it might have snuck to three point two five, but the finish fucking sucked, JP. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did suck, and we've seen it so many times. It was just kind of like lazy booking. Yeah, really. That that's what it felt like, you know. We're gonna put him the in there. Going, though. I don't know. I, I quite like Bronson Reed. It keeps him and Lashley going. I quite like Bronson Reed. I have to say, like, like having seen like him, that's that's the issue for me because he's wide. That, that is the issue, and that's never good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just, he loved Otis. He loved Otis True. Well, he's yeah, he's a comedy dancing babyface, though, yeah. isn't he? Like that's the <laughs> that might be the role. Joe, he'd be there, Joe Lucas. Want to do Bronson another bet, Matty? Bronson Reed will yeah. be dancing on TV within the next eighteen months. Oh, no. I agree with you there. <laughs> he'll be the new Funkasaurus, shaving. Yep. Fucking has the look about him, doesn't he? You could definitely see him doing new Funkasaurus. Oh, Christ. He is, isn't he? <laughs> oh, well, he's escaping so far. But yeah, match after that one, we get into the uh, the big stuff, at least for uh, for this crowd. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Zelina Vega. And I, I've got to say, there's a right way and a wrong way to view this match. Because like, this is where I'll turn a bit, Matty. 
anyone out there who thought Zelina Vega should have won this match needs to give their fucking head a wobble. Because, like, she's not good. The match wasn't very good. Like, there's no... Rhea Ripley is, like, literally the only thing, pretty much, to get right in this women's division, in this Triple H era of women's division. She's been protected, she goes toe-to-toe with the men, and she's great. There was, There's no reason for her to drop the title. If anyone thinks that should have happened, they're wrong. Because what should have happened is what happened here. Z- Zelina Vega, this will go down as the high point of her wrestling career. She she won't top this, and I don't mean this that in a negative way, because it was an incredible spectacle. It was WWE gave it time to breathe, which is something they don't usually yeah. do. She got hit. If you want to talk about moments and her winning the title would have been a moment, no. Having this match was her moment. Like even in Kayfabe, it didn't really make sense since she got this title shot. They spent no time building her up. And she's probably gonna be outside of doing the LWO stuff and being a manager. She's probably gonna be getting forgotten about after this. But these twenty odd minutes she was on screen here will go down as the greatest of her career. Because from the moment she yeah. came out, you know, the the amazing entrance gear and you know the partisan crowd with her and you know a moment in the front row and all of that stuff through to the, you know the match itself using you know the mum's flip flop which apparently is a thing in, in Puerto Rico and the genuine emotion she sat she had after the match that's what the conversation before should be the about match Benno? yeah she was yeah. before, before well. it yeah she's there stood there was that's it that was another moment they left yeah that was the moment there. yeah, yeah. You know, tears in her eyes, like full on tears. To be honest, at, at a point, like that had to be like top one or two moments in her entire life, and it was really cool that they gave her that. You know, match. I don't think there's much to talk about. Maybe they could have given her a couple more near falls. That's the only nitpick here. Yeah. But this was about that, Matty. It was the pre, the pre match. Yeah. It was the post match. Yeah. It was letting this partisan crowd take her in as one of their own. She got that amazing real life story as well with the sad story of her dad and all of that stuff. Like such a fucking cool thing. And like, yeah, I've got no complaints about her losing, and you know, loads of credit to give them for for letting this be what it was. That's it. It was booked for this show, wasn't it? Yeah. This match was specifically booked for this show. And as you say, you know, Rhea's got a retain. This, like, calling all, well, that's become a, like a bit of a buzz phrase at the minute where, like, all the time, it's like, it, you don't have to, no, just let it go with it. And as you say, she's had a moment and she'll be live with it forever. And whatever it was, it was such a great, before the match, Benno, because usually, like, this had more emotion to it. Yeah. Usually I always joke that, like, even, even, like, any wrestler, when they start crying on things, it's like, come on, a little bit sometimes. But this was genuine, real-life emotion. And the art went out for it, and I loved it. I did. It was great. It was great. Really good. Yeah. I, I, I'd go two and a half stars in the match, but I'd completely yeah. go with all of the... Like, as a match, it, it, it wasn't particularly good. But then that it kind of wasn't the point. It really, it like you mentioned there before, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. But it was like, if you think of the things that you give to this crowd for the things that they can get behind, like it was like an easy no-brainer of a match to do. You're not burning through any big feud or storyline, but you're also giving the crowd something to get behind as well. But also at the same time, not having Rhea Ripley being beaten was the really important thing because she's the one at the moment who's kind of, you know riding that wave and feeling like she is definitely in that top tier of women's wrestlers. She's probably the biggest uh, women wrestler in the division at the minute, even ahead of Bianca, JP. And Bianca's always been protected. since She had the belt for over a year and stuff, but she feels like a a bigger deal totally at the minute. Yeah. She's great. And she had a big amount, and she delivered delivered a mania, delivered on pressure stages in a match, which if you go back to the mania match as well, which was 
so much better than we thought it really had any right to be. And you looked at it and you thought, well, she doesn't get overawed by this kind of occasion. And you can see with her that she's just worth going with. The stuff with Dom and everything else has just been It's unbelievable. What a, what, a, what, a, what a connection. It, it, it's yeah. so like, it's, they fell on like a proper gold mine with these two because the great. Did, did you ever think I'd be a fan of the Judgment Day, Matty? Ever? Even Finley Ballard, no. as you call him, he's even great. No, 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 not in the ring, Finley. but even his, his, his heel character working on the mic and he's is selling what we're getting to in a bit in that bad bunny match. He's been great, he's been having it up so much. I've even become he's a fan least, of him. He's the least important element, though, is it? For the for the he is. yeah, he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone else is kind of eclipsing him. Dom and Rhea run it like don't he? Yeah, he do. but no, Rhea's fantastic, she's one of our favorite parts of the product when I do, you know, parachute in. Um, week to week, every week you, parachute, you get the parachute house every week, man. that's true. Yeah, every Friday, mate, every Saturday morning, sat up watching. <laughs> watching but, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as harsh as JP either on the match. I go, I didn't think it was good, but I think the crowd would. That's the thing, we're throwing a lot, I was a lot of three stars here for a show. I think we all loved, but it was a three, it was probably a two star match that was pulled up to a three by the crowd. That That's probably where I yeah, uh, and go along with that. Still not going, and it's at, I like to say, like Zelina's gear was obviously you mentioned, but yeah. Rhea's gear was unbelievable as well. And what we're going to in, in the air uh, with the Damien Priest, all the whites, the judgment day, Bosch, they looked all great. How are they the most entertaining thing on this product right now? <laughs> <laughs> Makes some sense to me. You've snuck it on me, mate. It's, it's again, it's like push well, they've been protected and featured so well, but no, since Sip Lates took over, they have. They really have. What while he took over, maybe is the uh, the better way. Well, yeah. <laughs> but going from there into I think this was the most if we're talking card layout, this was the most shocking decision of the night. And I, I, yeah. I think most would agree the wrong decision. I couldn't believe we went back back to back Selena Vega into Bad Bunny. Like I couldn't believe that that was here. I know that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say. For all the praise and all to heap on it, 100% should have been the main event. Could have told you that from SmackDown. Saw him come out on SmackDown, bad buddy, and the reaction he got there maybe paled in comparison a little bit to this 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 match here. But extremely odd decision making. Like you, you wouldn't normally, they wouldn't usually put these type things back to back either. That was the other weird thing about it, wasn't it? With the thought mm. it'd at least be the semi main if it if it wasn't going to be the main. It was strange placement for this one. And it kind of the problem with it is the crowd really peaked yeah. for this match. That was the I other thing as well, because <laughs> as they should do, because then when it hit the six man afterwards, like for the first, the 10 first minutes, half, yeah, the first half, that six man JP suffered yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The bloodline within the fucking, remember the, the old, like, well, yeah. We'll be having that conversation. But that's not their fault, is it? You know, that's the, you know, but anyway, we'll go to that. But the this thing match, to match. say, like, I mean, about this match, which, yeah. I Fucking love this, but I want to hear what Matty has to say about it. To be Take the lead, Matt. You, Tell it to Universally, it's just been praised and it's good to hear because this is like, you know, people laps in, laps out of WWE. This is when they put a match on like this, the theatre, the spectacle, everything, the layout. This is WWE at its very best. A celebrity in there as well who's had one tag match and one Rumble appearance. You know, we've been talking Logan Paul up. But Bad Bunny, I mean, you know, because he comes in as well. <laughs> Logan Paul's seated like he's like a wrestler, isn't he? Bad Bunny's not, and I love that he's about got the him. Physique, yeah. yeah and, and Logan he's, Paul. he's an athlete, and and JP, he is like you know he's latched on to. They don't mention that about Bad Bunny. He literally is 
the biggest recording artist in the world. They call him that, so he's literally just getting in, having a scrap, isn't he? Yeah. And like laying on the fly or whatever. And for you, nails WWE, for someone who you've got current at the peak of the powers, popularity, they've nailed this one with Bad Bunny, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. You really have. It's this like you've got the Spanish world. Like I've seen the comparison. He's, you know, maybe it's an old comparison. Now he's the Michael Jackson of that world, and he's that level mm. superstar. It's it's beyond anything. If you think he's a big star based on only known from wrestling, he's bigger. Like it's basically yeah. oh, he is. isn't it? Like gigantic. And you have to speak about the entrance because I think that entrance <sighs> yeah. is going to be one of the things which is like a highlight of the year. Just how it appeared on the screen and the way the crowd was singing along to his, his yeah, song, yeah. Shambaya, they were like, and they were singing all of it. Like, yeah. all, and trust me, I've listened to it a few times on Spotify. Probably it's in the next Fast and Furious. It's the type of song that'll be in. I don't know. <laughs> it'll be in the background. Yeah, probably. Out <laughs> <Robinson>. next <laughs> week, okay, by the way. We're going to sound a bit. I, know. <laughs> I don't know if he had any songs in Bullet Train because he appeared in that as well, didn't he, Bad Bunny? He probably and, did. He probably did, GP. He, they have, and this is where you look at WWE, what they have, they know how to get these big spectacle-type matches to work. They know the bells and whistles in there. A massive shout-out for, I nearly said Judas Priest again, for Damian Priest. He was great. Who, he was yes, fucking tremendous. Here. And kind of, if we're going to be honest, deserves to be rewarded with the kind of, I mean, because he's getting on a bit, isn't he? As we said about his computer. It's 40, he's 40. But I still think there's some... Mileage out of him, which is as, funny. I really like him when he was in ROH really? and his, at his, you know, what you would say his athletic peak in his 30s or whatever. Never saw it in him, never thought he was going to be anything. He was just tell a lie. He had a never title match with Hiroki Goto at Kurokun that was tremendous as Punishment Martinez, yeah. and it was just like it was really good. And he, it was like, oh, okay, this guy has something. And then he pretty much got signed up very soon afterwards because as Punishment Martinez, he was just kind of meandering around. But he has a, like, in terms of his character work, even in like, the build-up, you see in the promo package, he looks great. When he was doing the press conference stuff, with him, it worked, and the fact that they worked together on the tag match as well. Liam always have. nails us, but I love him. He's got his feet. If anyone's got came out six years ago, Liam's told us in the chat. Yeah. Here. It's current. This decade is current, isn't it? I've just started <laughs> yeah, listening to Mac Miller. Let me catch up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. But I love him on the priest thing, JP. Like that. That, that was absolutely my take. He came across here like a. Megastar is probably too strong, but he came across like a star. Like the way he walked, yeah. the way he carried himself, the way he knew what his job was in this match as, as like the yeah. glue to hold this together, as to be the big bad. He was fantastic here. Like the, I saw something in him that yeah. I don't think I have seen before in him. And, I, and it's coming and as he hits his 40s, you know what I mean? But whatever, it's coming. He's always our go-to, isn't he? With the, oh, you know, so-and-so was 23 in 1992 and Damien Priest is 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always yeah. the, the kind of go-to. But he fucking looks good for 40s. Crack and look aloud with a great look. Great, yeah. you know, and they can... They could push on with him here. They could have something here while they're trying to push the other big lads and stuff like that. Like, he's kind of been hiding in plain sight. Like, I, I really think he was that mm. good match. I think his facials, like I think that some of the reactions he had, like when he was having to sell the leg as well, and it was, it was actually the way I thought that proper like, wasn't over the top. It's proper realistic. You have that reaction of grabbing your leg and like saying to someone, like it was just so well. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's 
it, it's kind of like a simplistic view and it would be, well, he lost to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's not a wrestler. But it's like, well, actually, he could have pinned him in the first, like right at the start of the match, but lifted him up. Yeah. Like he was... Like, which was... JP, as well, the first move, Bad Bunny hits his fucking Mitchell. <laughs> 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 I feel like he just looked to just do a body slam and he just sat down. So it was like, oh, Mitchell, driver. While I'm here... While you're up here, I might as well do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but it's even like if we could just quickly go, go through the match. It's like, you know, we had that at the start where, as you say, he, he could have won JP. And I thought that made great mm. sense. Being the arrogant prick, like, I'm not going to beat you here. I'm going to beat you up in front of your, you know, your home fans and all that. And then it, it like turned on as it went into the crowd. Bit of, bit of uh, Puerto Rico stuff going in the crowd, brawling. <laughs> Falconado. No bottles of piss being chucked at them, though, thank God, no. <laughs> no batteries getting through. <laughs> but it was like, the Falconado off the equipment cases through the two tables, he doesn't have to do this, Bob, but he, he's no. in for the ride, isn't he? Oof. Fair play to him. And then we get in there, and then, you know, um, who comes out first? It's, is it, was it Dominic and Ray, uh, Finn Balor? Yeah, they come out first, and then Ray comes out for a pop. You know, we thought Ray's getting the biggest pop of this uh, match here after <laughs> Bad Bunny. <laughs> we were fucking because then for me, I've watched. I must have watched this honestly twenty five <laughs> times when Carlito comes out. It's like they've moulded the Rock and Steve Austin <laughs> all their pops put together. <laughs> you know, fucking. Bello, it's not the noise, it's the, vi- the visual of yeah. everyone rising onto the feet. I've got goosebumps now. Yeah. My whole body's got goosebumps. It's fucking... And I love Carlito as well. as one who actually did love him as well. So I'm glad to see he's got his moments. Oh. And it was fucking unbelievable, wasn't it, buddy? That part. coming out. Like, it's just... Because that's the thing oh. as well. It's, it's like when he when he did that um, the Hall of Fame speech, remember, a few years ago, when him and Primo yeah. and Ekapo were out there to induct the, the dad. And Primo and Ekapo, I think, worked for WWE at the time, and he didn't. And he came in, he yeah. stole the show, because he looked amazing, because he's massive now. The Rumble Demo? Yeah, the, the Rumble Cup in the in the Thunderdome oh, was it? Too. He come out and he was fucking jacked. He was fucking he, like, he looks great. <laughs> I literally like Steffel attest to. I was like almost standing on the couch, pump punching the air. Like, yeah, oh, he's so coming out. <laughs> but it was just fucking amazing to see him get. Because you wouldn't think again. This is another thing you wouldn't think WWE do. Like yes, he was probably always going to get this reaction because of his family, because how old he is. But I think WWE would still be like, ah, but he's only Carlito. We can't give him a spot that big. But they gave it to him and let him have that moment and let him have that pop. And knew that audience would go crazy for when the theme hit. And it didn't. I was the same way. Goosebumps watching it was like, fuck it. There's a lot of people's best moments of their career on this show. And this was another one. It probably is, isn't it, for Carlito? Like, just to to see him come out there, JP. You know what I loved as well? Sorry, JP. But he he looked like when he was doing the spots. Now he hasn't missed a beat. The backstabber looked great. He just looked like he's got another run left. Let's get him back. (laughs) Yeah, Steph there in the chat. Never seen Beto pop for someone so hard. Carlito! <laughs> well, as Simon says here, move aside, Road Warriors. It's the Carlito pop now. Oh. And, and also to bring up Chris's point, it's a good job that they didn't fight into the backstage into the showers, really, isn't it? <laughs> historical references. <laughs> if Invader 1 had come out, would there have been a big pop for that? Fucking oh. <laughs> well, let's say, say, though, boys, like, it was bigger than Savio, was it? What do you think it was? 
Well, I think it was, oh, wasn't lads. it? Savio coming out was great too. MLW legend, by the way. I'll let you. He just a pop alien on, didn't he? Backstage, that's that was thing. gigantic. Yeah. yeah, that's what I didn't want to talk about the there. backstage segments. I wanted to save this conversation for now because yeah. that's what they should have done. Like, and I think it's better. And if they weren't going to do it, and they were going to have a pain backstage, giving the kendo stick um, to Bad Bunny, <laughs> then they should have done the pop, the the popsy the way around. He should have been the first to come out, and then Carl, no one Carlito was going to get the louder reaction. He should have come out second. But I mean that that's nitpicking. That's hindsight, whatever. It was still great. And no. JP, take it away. This is your moment to shine. MLW megastar JP, Savio <laughs> well, Vega. Savio Vega. <laughs> well, he, did you not know he, he was the promoter for the show? Wasn't he? That's what Dave Meltzer said. He was the local promoter for the show. Oh, okay. was, was Savio Vega, which yeah. kind of makes sense. Like, and trust me, they should look at getting him on board again because whatever he fucking did, it worked. Oh, Can't yeah. argue with the results of 17,000 and it was legit fucking sold out there as well. Terrifying fact, Carlito's 44. So he's a year younger than Brock Lesnar. He's my age, Carlito. <laughs> and I feel looks, old. He looks 34. He looks fucking great. <laughs> he looks, the last time I'd seen him was Qatar Pro Wrestling. And he was in a tag team with Chris Masters. And they were up against, was it Road Warrior Animal took out both of them after the match as well. It was bad. It wasn't good. Bring them back the in thing. the tag run, the Masters and Carlito. There's it? value in bringing Carlito. I, I, could, I mean, you wonder whether or not they bring him back in. It's very weird because he doesn't get picked up really by anywhere else other than these indies that pay big. And he's just perfectly happy being in Puerto Rico, isn't he? There as much as anything else. But I, I mean, I was kind of surprised they didn't have Carlos Cologne in some form being there as well. But if you're going to have someone there, you're going to have Savio Vega, who was, I was shocked. I mean, he was doing the Quang shit. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot that was Quang. Excessively doing the, 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 even though it was ridiculous, the scenario where you had the heels, all two of them being beaten up when the LWI came out by about seven odd people, yeah. wasn't it? It was like, fucking, I it was like, oh, okay. I, I honestly thought you know, was I the only one who went Savio stopped and it took an age for them to get to the next spot. Like the rest of the Los Barricos were coming out behind them. I don't know how many of them. I, still yeah, alive. I changed. <laughs> <of course. laughs> they yeah. might be coming. Yeah. All the lads, you know. I forgot to mention that on the five to one. Benno, what a theme tune that is, Los Barricos. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. It took me back to the pomp though. It was just like you know, back in the like I remember the gang wars era, and you know, I used to love Savio Vega. He looked, he's, he's obviously bigger, podgier, and older, but he's still it's the same bloke in it, like same look, same gear, same everything. Like oh, it was yeah, that would have been the only thing that would have made it better. But yeah, I thought he was and to go back to the Carlito thing, JP, the fact that he got his apple eating spot in as well, that was brilliant yeah. too. You know what I mean? That's yeah, and, and did that like on oh. Dom proper, the one who deserved it as well. Of course, yeah, <laughs> deserves some credit too. Yeah. 58, Savio Vega. And you can see him next week on Battle Riot, JP, I'm guessing, or whatever MLW show. Probably. Taped about six years ago. Well, it's just another way of stitching up MLW, isn't it? Stealing away their big stars. Uh, Well, boys, if we're going back after that, where, like, it settles down and, like, they take Finn Balor, sold the chops and the thrust kick like a champion as well. And then when it got back to the match, when Priest legs is um, all, you know, he's begging for, like, his... um, his life basically, and then we get the sliced bread number two. And I thought he landed, Ooh. I thought it was a nasty one. JP, yeah, I thought <laughs> whoever's like insuring him, he's gonna they showed it in the replay as well, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline got him through it, like didn't he? And like, and then it was, it was in a he just battered the leg, didn't he? Even more with the chair and give him a, a bunny destroyer for the uh, for the win. 
in quite a convincing win, but you know, it was his leg, so you know, it made it oh, made sorry, sense. a smaller guy beat a bigger guy in a convincing victory. And the second one, on <laughs> fucking David again. Interesting. Do you think I'm going to defend this fellow? Do you think no, I'm going to defend the main event? setting us up for the main event. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, you know, um, anyway, but as I said before, storytelling. Theater. WWE at its best, even if like you know you hate WWE, you know I think people would have a good time watching this if, if they oh, uh, yeah. check this check this one yeah. out. And it's even still a most... four star match. Don't get me wrong, it's not a five star match. I mean, you yeah. know, higher four two five, four two five. I go. Entertain... I was sports entertained, JP. And uh, yes, yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't say that. I'd be with you on what it didn't have from say the Logan Paul matches. Logan Paul has the natural athleticism that Bad Bunny doesn't yeah. have. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. Logan Paul is a freak. When it comes to being someone picking up just a natural aptitude for wrestling, but or as bad, that side of it, he does get, get it, all, but he gets that side, doesn't he? The entertainment and, and charisma, and they worked out, and clearly because him and Damien Priest have a good enough relationship, they're oh, able yeah. to work out exactly what this match should be. And I think everyone in the back would be looking at this going, "That worked so much better than what we." thought it would do like there's not anyone coming away from that crowd even with the matches that came after who are going to be like disappointed but it's um you know mention that is yeah this year's zane knoxville Nailed it. just in Nailed terms it. of like fun matches it, it is that kind of thing it's a, it was just a really fun spectacle absolutely the high point of the show yeah and unfortunately they had to do more matches <laughs> that's the problem here isn't it? <laughs> yeah. what, wasn't it on, what a happy ending it was as well the scene of all yeah, you know, the Puerto yeah. Rican on the shoulders the got him on the shoulders and that, didn't I mean that'll be yeah. the show image probably the main image like it's just it was beautiful it was perfect it was perfectly done and they should have known as well like that was it you know you could have ended do you do Bad there. Bunny Logan Paul the biggest you and mate Zia in the chat. I did. Bad Bunny be Roman Reigns. No, that's the thing. He, <laughs> no, he couldn't do that. that. Yeah. He, that's the, like you say about the physical side of things. Because he does, yeah. you know, he's dressed in, you know, he's covered himself entirely up because he's not an athlete. Is he? he's, he's just a, he's a fan who's used But you're happy with his ear modern attire, Beno. Is that, is that club he get in the clubs with these days, uh, isn't it? I don't it? know, mate. The, uh, the pants. <laughs> I used to have a pair of those uh, combat pants in 2003, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, the combats are coming back, Beno, making a comeback, you know. We used to get them in top man. <laughs> And they'd have like like a dragon on the back and stuff like that. Do you remember that? You know? like, like weird, like <laughs> right. Marubishi was it called? The, yeah. the, the the actual, and then they had the, the high school versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the back, Bad Bunny said so. Oh. But yeah, if you didn't know who Bad Bunny was before, I think most wrestling fans have given up that whole oh we don't know who he is type of thing. Like you know, we don't have to know who everyone is. You know, we're all, especially us. We're older men. You know? And he was what, on the weekend show. Uh, Steph was right. Yeah, he's dating. Kendall Jenner, isn't he? Yeah. It is. Steph well, was thing. saying that, yeah. This, what did he done? Coachella. He done what was the fashion thing he did with her? Sorry, I'm Met Gala. Yeah, Met Gala. He did that. Like, and then he's dressed yeah. again. And he talks about that. He's going through tables yeah. off equipment storage boxes. He literally says, doesn't he? The WrestleMania match was the best day of his life. He fucking loves yeah. it. Like, he loves it. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. So there we go. Best best thing on the show by far. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, like for me and JP, you know, as yeah. be, we loved it. You know, Joe's been texting yeah. us tonight. Joe loved it. I'm sure you've spoke to him as well, JP. Like, I can't imagine. You have to have a cold heart to not get Well, it. I won't lie. We were pissed after we left the, the bar. Right? So I'd fallen asleep on a bus <laughs> by the time the bloody show had started. Yeah, it was uh, bad. Yeah. Worth a catch-up, by the way. And unfortunately, as I said, it had to be followed. And as we said earlier... Unbelievably, the cooldown match was the Usos and Solo Sokoa 
against Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and number 42 draft pick, Sami Zayn, um, who star hasn't got fell at all. No, definitely not. Um, in a struggle of a match, I thought, for the lads. Like, this, this was a house show tag. This was... Yeah. I think the, the issue... Well, yeah, go on, go on, go on. I think go the on. issues that, that, you know, I'll be fair, Matt, the issue is mostly its placement. But also, it just felt like a match you'd see on a random SmackDown. You know, it like six-man tag with no Roman involved, no real stakes. Riddle's back feuding with them all again. He's been inserted back into the story. It can it makes sense, but it's still not really. I don't think that interesting. I think the the cards were marked for this to, you know, maybe rightfully almost in some ways be the cool down match. They got the crowd going by the end, but my word was an uphill battle. And we will, we are. I mean, maybe I'll let you get your match thoughts out first, Matty. But we are gonna have to talk about, you know, a bloodline story match be having an uphill battle on a WWE show this soon. After what I would argue the peak was at WrestleMania, but we can come to that if you want. I'll let you say your piece first. Go on. Well, that's part of me, piece because <laughs> I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting. I see your thoughts on Twitter about it as well. So I thought I won't even message him or not at all. I'll wait till tonight. But yeah, you know, the placement didn't help. And, you know, as you say, I don't care. I'm not just defending the bloodline and, and the other lads, but whoever went out there, if Brock and Cody went out there, I think they'd struggle for the first 10 minutes because that crowd peaked, Benno. Yeah. It, it, they were it maxed out. Back. No, no. And they were still decent in, in parts, but for like, for like a full match, no one would have got it after that because it was such an electric match the match before. And it did, it struggled at mm. first. Even I was like, I like the lads here, but, mm. but I was waiting for the story side to come out there at the end. And I'm always going to be more invested than you guys on this story and of the bloodline. And I thought it was great. I did. I, I'm not just saying that either. I thought the story was was really good towards the end. And you don't know, once again, Solo, you know, was he going to attack Jay? Because Riddle cut him off again. And then you had the teasers. You had Jimmy even super kick, kicking Jay by mistake because they've been off since WrestleMania, like the cohesion and stuff like that. So I thought there was plenty in there. And he did pick it up towards the end, Ben. And go on, say something because I didn't look up. And now I've looked up and seen your face. You want to see something? Go on. <laughs> Just let me go first. I'm being polite. <laughs> no, that, and I think, you know, because I know what you're going to say. You're gonna say the stuff, and and fair enough. The stuff, the code. This isn't the same story though, Benno, as Cody as Sami Zayn. This is a completely different story now. Hmm. Yeah, so go on. So don't even yeah, tie them in because this is so. It's not bad at all. It is. It's it, it's logical. It makes it's sense. It's a, no logic. It is. Well, go on. How isn't it? There's no logic from a booking point of view. Because what? Why not? This. Wait, wait, no, no, go on. The bloodline storyline in WWE is is feeling lukewarm. The bloodline for how hot it was going into WrestleMania, they fucked it because all of this stuff, whether Solo's gonna turn or what's gonna happen with the Usos, all of that would have stakes if if we were telling a story that Roman Reigns lost the title. And You're the wrong. Bloodline, I let you. Have, I let you have your piece. And Sorry, the, blood, and the bloodline, bloodline is in disarray. And, you know, it's causing all this friction and everyone's blaming each other and the bloodline is imploding. Instead, Roman Reigns is still champion. He's not on the show. He's disappeared off TV. And Solo Sokoa has happened to be like his avatar on these shows the last few weeks. And they're having to peddle a story that is 10 times less interesting because they haven't gone what was the obvious route to anybody with a brain right around WrestleMania time. I'm going to boss in, sorry, because I can't stop it even more. You're right. You, you've got that's fair enough. If you find it less interesting, that's fair enough. But to sit, you're missing the whole point. It's not about Roman losing the belts. It's about the Usos losing the belts, Benno. And that's not. And a, that's what it. No one but cares. It, but, but it, 
Not on the level that anyone cared going into WrestleMania. And if it is a different story, yeah. then why? Because it's only why starting, it though, isn't it? It's only starting from WrestleMania. You haven't even got to anything yet. I'm telling you, exactly. like I told you, Manchester, let these build whatever match they're coming to. And it'll be as, I'm not saying it might be as hot as the Sami Zayn because it was in Montreal, but they will heat whoever they're heating up, what the end game is. And it'll be just as over. It won't. As what you've seen before. It absolutely won't. Fair enough. No way Fair to play, get back to that point. They've spent the last three weeks crawling along with this story because there are no stakes, because Roman's still the champion, and we're having to invest in like this stupid stuff with the Usos and Solar that would make so much more sense if they'd gone the other route. Like They can't even tell an interesting story with it because there isn't an interesting story there to tell without that Please main don't factor. <laughs> is that, it's the Usos? Sorry, JP. It's it the Usos losing. So Roman is obviously send, is sending it the brother to try and fucking, you know, get on them because they lost the belts. And it's been That's proven the whole by the last not. four weeks of TV, but that isn't an interesting story because this is Luke wow. Roman on the semi-main event on this pay-per-view. And no, it's a bad story. That's because of where they were, Ben. If it was you, anywhere like on said. the show, it would be nowhere near as interesting as what the story was like a month ago or what the story could be if there were real stakes. Like, I know you're invested. I understand that, that you're invested. I'm not going to pretend you're not. You are. But I think as a whole, pe- people aren't the level invested they were before. And it's not impossible that they get to a point where there's going to be another crescendo to this story. But I do, and maybe it's early to call it. But I think, you know, three, four weeks after WrestleMania now, like, yeah, the, 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 the whole thing is clearly cooled off. And I think it's going to be a massive, not impossible, a massive uphill battle to get to a point where people are going to be as invested again, like for, to peak the story again, the story peak. It relies. But it feels like, I don't know, for, for me on the outside, I don't like it when I hear mummy and daddy having a fight about wrestling. No, um, it's not. It's a regular day. That's what I'm saying. My issues with it is like, I'm not seeing the trying to push. The Solar Sokoa thing is far too quick. They're moving at that with such a pace. And that is the kind of thing where I even, even wouldn't come close to think about turning my heel for like two years. Like, because you need to be, he needs to be like kind of properly established. And I don't think he, he he's a look is what he is. And he's the, you know, he fits in with the group and everything else. I've no issue on that front. I just can't, it seems to have taken a turn of, oh, is so, Solo going to turn? And you're going, well, this isn't even a conversation I should be having. Unless it's in the context, I like I would say, is if Cody Rhodes won the title, the Usos lost the title, the bloodline's kind of imploding, trying to hold it together. They're turning on each other on the inside. That's much more of an interesting dynamic for me that I would want them to go down. I mean, the match itself, I would agree with what you guys said. It was like it was it was effectively like a house show match with some of the story stuff at the end. Riddle was there to take a pin out of out of all of this, but in terms of the future direction for it, and I think it gets complicated by this other world title like you mentioned earlier on as well. I think that that takes something away from the Roman stuff. But then we that's didn't have Roman on the card. That's interesting because Roman's back Friday night and apparently mm. is fighting in Saudi in like three weeks. I mean, I don't even know what they're going to go with with that unless he inserts himself in that. I've got a feeling he'll insert himself in that tournament and he'll be in that final because I can't see what other match they've got to build in what, two SmackDowns, three SmackDowns. So I think he's going to end up... Cody beat Roman. 
for this other for this world title. title. That's the, I, I agree with Chloe there. And then have a unification. I think that's like, you beat know... Somebody doesn't beat him for the, the belt. Yeah, and then you can build that on against leading to the other match, the, the, the rubber match then. Cody exactly. can say, I don't want this belt. What? Still sounds worse than <laughs> the uh, than plan A, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll just point, say, like, we shouldn't move off the point too quickly because it is an interesting conversation because obviously you're on the other side of this. Do you not agree that this story would be more interesting if Roman had lost the belt and the house was crumbling? Like, just at its base level. No, I think uh, no because uh, this is where I'm conflicted, Ben, and this might sound whatever. I'm, I wanted Roman to win because I, 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 I know, I'm, I'm still one of them guys. Yeah, yes. okay, go Pat. No, no, I but don't I like know. Roman I Reigns think... isn't an answer, is it? It's is the story. No, but I, the story. I, I think it's fine as it is. I think is it, it is because it. Well, <laughs> well, you're a politician. <laughs> <laughs> You can like Roman Reigns and still think... No, but I don't know if it's better, because I don't know what story... Because you're saying they'd all be imploding. It's just tell us then, the story, but it's they're all blaming each other for the fall. No, of because I think Roman, if Roman stays strong as that cunt who's still, I'm the best, I'm this fucking whatever, but I got me, your brother to help me, and he didn't help you, so I think that's a great story. He's trying to, he's trying to divide his own fucking... Could we see how many TV shows have you seen then where it's from the inside? Yeah. There'll be Sons of Anarchy guys. It's, it reminds me of that in a way. It's like they're all a part of this family, but these are real blood. And it's like you've got this one cunt who you know is a cunt, really. And he's trying to like every he's trying to get them all as long as he wins, you know, in shows it's get all the money or get whatever they're after. And he's he's turning his own family against each other, and I think it will play out that way, Ben. And I, I love it. I do. I, I, I'm no, not lying. You know, I'm, not, I'm like I can't. No, yeah, no, one, it is. no one can listen to this and be like, "Oh, Matty's not. He's a WWE defender. He doesn't mean what he says." You know, you're not fucking. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Like you know, you're not a fan <laughs> of pizzas that much, but you know, but like you know, you are. You have. This is your genuine viewpoint. You genuinely enjoy this, don't you? Like genuinely. Yeah, 100%. And as I say, Ben, you know, it all. I, I can't wait to smack down to see what they do do. You know what I mean? Maybe I can answer you in a couple of months then if you want me politi- you know, you politician. I'll answer you come SummerSlam. And if it doesn't turn out, and if I'm wrong and they don't get it back to that crescendo, as you say, obviously, you know, they mightn't get the spectacle of a Cody at WrestleMania. And that sounds good because Cody is over them. Of course he is. If it is Jay or Solo, whoever it ends up being, I think they'll do a good job in getting it to a point where it is a big deal and there is genuine reaction to it. Uh, that's what I do think. Genuinely do. I agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. But I've got no faith in them at all, like especially now in like a... But I have then, because Roman wouldn't have it. And I, I, I know this, I, he, he's two hands on in his own shit. He do, you know, I know a lot of wrestlers say it, that like they got in control and they want everything to, that they present out on telly to be good. But I genuinely believe it's Roman, simple. he wouldn't have this. But if the plan really is, and I don't buy it that it's going to be Solo to beat him, but say that was the plan, all it takes is, Vince, like we said on the weekend show, Vince wakes up tomorrow morning it's like Solo's short. And that is shit, sure, then, yeah. I, I can't, that's nothing to do with that. That's just Vince being Vince, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I won't be able to defend that. It's like, that's why I've got no I hope it, you know? Yeah, that's fair play, of course. And that's fair enough. You think not, it's, it's least interesting. That's your opinion. That's that's what we're all here for, Ben. That's fucking part and parcel, the beauty of the business, as I say. I love it. Love the debate. <laughs> there we go. And yeah, I'm torn, I'm tournaments for points are good. Uh, I think I'm glad you agree with that, too. Um, but anyway. Um... <laughs> If yeah. singing for points is fine, I'm sure <laughs> wrestling is. <laughs> I'll never be swayed on that, JP. Never. Uh, well, I mean, the next match flows perfectly in that conversation. There's not more to say on the match. Like, I thought it was 3.25 stars. You know, it was what it was. You know, 
we've, we've gone over that ground. It does bleed into this main event because then you've got Cody Rhodes, your hot baby face, up against Brock Lesnar in this main event. You know, and again, he's main event in a pay-per-view when Roman's not there, you know, almost like maybe another story might have made more sense. But anyway, I'll leave that, I'll leave that behind. <laughs> you'll, I'll let you, you'll be saying that for the next, like, 20 pay-per-views. <laughs> <laughs> and this is maybe my fanboy that goes on a little bit because I do really like Cody and I do, like, you know, I want to, I want to see him succeed in this company as, like, a, a top-level guy. I think, again, like the previous match, this was, you know, there are negatives based on just placement. You know, this came out, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a Cody guy, you know, because he wasn't that over to, to the crowd on this night. Like, the night before, the same people were going wild for him. <laughs> he felt like the biggest star in the company outside the Roman Reigns the night before. He didn't really feel like it here, and that was, a, I think, a problem with the placing. I think another big problem with this main event was, I mean, I, I enjoyed it as a match, but I just don't see why you'd invest in Brock Lesnar as the heel when he's never really explained what he did. Wrote Cody's outright saying that in promos. You know, you've never actually said why you turned on me type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect storm for a crowd like this to to go in and, you know, cheer the incumbent Brock Lesnar, the person who's been presented to them as a star for years on years on years. They don't really have a massive reason to boo. So I think that was a negative. And... You know, I don't. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead to go straight to the finish, but go to it. The blood and the finish is the only two. Like yeah, they're the big port talking points, point. aren't they? The way that was presented, like I kept making light of it in the in the previous matches, but this was the biggest sound that maybe Vince doesn't see Cody on that level. You know, Vince is 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 running this creative more than than Triple H is at this point, and we definitely uh, believe that because yes, Cody went over in principle <laughs> but like the way they did it like i know brock lesnar's your biggest box office star you know when you talk year on year stuff and you've got to protect him to a point you know wh park jumped in we mentioned yesterday and was like well cody's never going to be as big a star as brock lesnar is and maybe that's vince mcmahon's thinking because even important cody over which as you rightly said matty you were right they had to and i was still like well maybe they won't because it's them they did they put him over to their credit but it could have been, I don't know, a less productive way to put him over because. No, we know what then. Go on, sorry. Go well, on. They had, like, to that point, they had him, you know, banana peel roll up finish, which don't get me wrong, great baby faces have done before. Sting comes to mind. Bret Hart won matches like that. You know, it's in principle, I can see the logic. You want to protect Brock. I, I still didn't love it. I still would have gone with something more definitive. But I think you could have gotten away with it if. The following scene wasn't Cody Rhodes getting up, getting out the ring, running away, basically. I was about to say it, Basically, the last scene you saw on that pay-per-view was babyface Cody Rhodes running away from heel Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar being the man left in the ring with the closing shot. And past that, I know it didn't air on the pay-per-view, but I think it's part of the story. The post-match, we've all seen the clips circulating now, is the entire arena giving Brock Lesnar a babyface pop. Standing ovation. Standing ovation for Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry, you can do that finish. I wouldn't 100% agree with it, but you can find a way to, I don't know, Cody fucking, you know, drops down and Brock goes over the top rope and Cody celebrates. So you do something that means Cody is the one standing in the ring because the focus should be on him. He's the babyface. He allegedly just won. Instead, I just think that they, they had cold feet or they just need to protect Brock that much that they just couldn't quite pull the trigger on giving Cody the win he needed. And so instead... I thought this conversation would be black and white, Matt. 
me and you after the weekend show will be going, this was either great because Cody got to be Brock, or this was going to be yeah. bad because Brock beat Cody and how insane is that? Instead, we're somewhere in the middle because Cody won. But what did he massively get out of it? Like, I'm well, not sure. I mm. I thought the finish was good. I mean, like a like a you know sporty way. Like a, you would you could catch someone, you could get someone. Could you know what I mean? You could like, see Brian doing yeah. that. Yeah. But I agree with you. He shouldn't have ran away. That ruined it for me. Yeah. Obviously, we're getting a rematch as well. I mean, I think tonight Brock Lesnar. I think it's Saudi. I think Brock Lesnar is going to come out pissed off and fancy Buccaneer, but take Cody out to that tournament. I, and then I think you get the you get like the motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what'll happen. He'll take him out before it or during it, cost him that. They give the reasoning for the rematch to happen as well. And it takes Cody out of that world title uh, predicament. I think that's what they should do because it's screened as soon as I seen it. I thought that that this is not a one match program. This is the going for it again, and you'll get a definitive win. Or or who knows, Brock might get his fucking win back. I don't know, fellow. And there's your problem. Yeah, Although, that's it. Although one of the more interesting thing, I was going to say one of the interesting things with Brock is is like obviously uh, the impression you get is you know is that he was how how is he going to protect himself and he they worked out a way of him being protected it just is with zero thought on what happens to the actual baby face as well which is a slight issue yeah. in all of this and I think you know it, it's one of these things where and I'm with Benno on this one Matty where I just think if you put the belt on Cody. And Cody's first program as a champion is Brock Lesnar. That's like a perfect program to start off on. And then you can even get to a rubber match at SummerSlam or something else along those lines. You could, you know, in some sort of stick match. There's there's other things they could have done for it. I mean, I just, in the moment, the ending in terms of the roll-up and stuff, I was kind of fine with it necessarily. Like I say, it's the running around. It was more the the shock of them having blood, but then it's also these referees, one of them stood next to Brock, had a towel in hand and it was like, they just dropped it because they just thought, well, fuck it. this. I don't buy it. It was the plan because that's been the report and that like, oh, the, mm. the, the, the always, it went, things went as planned, Brock was supposed to blade and it was a work, you know, the ref trying to like get a towel to it. wasn't a fucking blade, but it was hard way, that. Yeah, it was <laughs> hard way. Sorry, it was hard way, but, yeah. which for some reason they think is better, which is insane. But either way, that ref absolutely was trying to get Brock to, to wipe it off and Brock to wipe it off. I wouldn't like, give Brock a towel yeah. to wipe blood with you, though. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. He's not Finn Ballard, is he? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Mm. So yeah, I mean, uh, as a as a as a match, blood in Puerto Rico, JP. You've got it. You've got it. It's yeah, blood in Puerto Rico. I, 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 I knew they'd be doing that. I knew they'd be And it was a bit more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's a bit more of a like it kind of added on to the different feel of this show. Actually, having blood in a WWE match was allowed to because I know in NXT there was blood in a match and they just end up going straight to the finish. Like as a result, I think it was the JC Jane. Is it Gigi Dolan match or something along those lines? They did that, but obviously yeah. not going to have that with Brock as well. I just come back to the idea of we're finding ways around how they can try and rescue it, but it's a situation entirely of their own making at the end of the day. Yeah. They create, and this is historically a thing with WWE, where they create these problems and then they have to go wild with the booking and the machinations of how they work this out. Um, and instead you go, or oh, you could have had him win. It would have been an easier thing to do, and even on, even on commentary, they said we still don't know the reasons why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. And you go, "Fucking hell, you really!" Sh-. And, and and that just for me then cement the idea of well, yeah, because we're back in Vince territory where we're not going to have explanations for things because the competency that we've been used to has been at least there's been 
the least there's been okay, but this is going to happen. This is the next stage, and you can see what the planning is. Even if it's but when that planning, not even that good, <laughs> there was a yeah. brain behind it at least who had logic. You still, doing. yeah. So I was going to say what that's the that's the thing with it is is it may not be as good, but at least it's logical. Yeah. What you don't have is logic because there's still plot holes that we're trying to fill in gaps for in all of this. And this goes on to the Roman storyline as well, where you kind of think if there was a plan in place, we wouldn't have these kind of conversations, would we? We'd be like, okay, this is the plan for it. And this is where we go from here. But I mean, in the moment I thought it was as a match, probably fine. I think I'd go three and a half because I'm predisposed to liking kind of Brock matches and the rest of it. But yeah, at the at the same time, like I don't know, like it, it, I I would go with the idea of what you guys said on the weekend show. Like I thought it'd be one way or the other, and instead you you end up with neither, which is like the kind of worst of all worlds. But I, you know what I would have done, and it mightn't go down well. I'd have even had the old classic Cody one and Brock Lesnar just battered them after it, rather than run away though, Benno. Because I, I, I thought that was so bad, such a bad look and running away. Honestly, it was. I would have rather Brock just destroy him again and pissed off and batter him. I'd rather that. Uh-huh. And hmm. sorry, I seen someone say that the rematch could even be like if this is, you know, if Vince is back properly. Like a last man standing where like Lesnar doesn't even have to take another pin or something. I've seen all that getting banned in the boat, so yeah. you just we're don't know, do you? We've been there before, we've seen it, yeah. Like, yeah. That's the- Rock has less and less leverage when it comes to this stuff, though, I think, because now with the UFC deal, the only thing outside of wrestling I could see him doing, like, I mean, because he hasn't got the leverage of UFC anymore and the other MMA promotions haven't got the kind of money that they would want. So the idea of a fight between, say, him and Francis Ngarni would never happen because of the, the cost values. He doesn't have that many places to go to, which means at some point he might need to get used to the idea of putting a couple of lads over. Just saying. Yeah. Apart from Roman. <laughs> That's the only fucking money for over. <laughs> never. That was rumoured against JP. Uh, that was rumour for Saudi again, that match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Even they're bored of it. Yeah. I've got it underlined as well. We are not the Everett and Goodwood's Triple H, Everett and Bad is Vince podcast. Yeah. Triple H is plenty capable of bad, and we saw lots of it during his run. But again, the only the defence I'll give him is that at least he was thinking through what he was doing, and there was a plan, and there wasn't a crazy old man turning up, you know, and just deciding on a whim to change stuff. On Zoom? That's what a lot of this feels like, yeah. I honestly think mm. like Cody Brock was a, a massive, this has been my big conspiracy head on it, and again, I am not a Triple H defender. Don't clip me out and say I am. <laughs> but I honestly believe that was supposed to be Cody's first title defense, and we're carrying on with carrying on with that story, and we're carrying on with the Uso story as if Roman lost the title, but he didn't. And we're in this weird, mushy middle with both programs instead, but that's me. I've not been proven right yet. I've been waiting for that story to come out that it was in a... The Jesse Ventura of a grapple <laughs> <the> conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> but overwhelmingly, lads, you know, obviously we had some good, good discussions there. I think it was good for that. Yeah. What a great show. Yeah. What a very end... What a, the, this will be the best of the show in it. I can't think... I suppose WrestleMania was great too on it, day one at least. But actually, um, Ben, yeah. about the hot crowds. I mean, you had the rumble with that angle at the end. Montreal, hot crowd. WrestleMania night one, especially hot crowd. This... You'll have uh, money in the bank coming up, which will be another hot crowd in London. So, yeah, the business is booming, Benno. Uh, the, the the business is thriving at the minute. In wrestling's at it is hot again, and I fucking love it. it Not some of these ratings, mate. That's all I'll say. Yeah, exactly. you, <laughs> we might pass that point now, but I, I got what you mean. Yeah. But no, it was. They should go to Puerto Rico 
like once a year or something, once every couple yeah. of years, keep it special. But yeah, just everything about just the, the noises they made, everything about it, like you know, we've like the digs, that noise, every dig, really, yeah, or it's like like brilliant. A type of thing, yeah, you know, yeah, like Roman thing. Oh, it's incredible. I tell you, they, they absolutely deserve more, um, based on this, and it was, yeah, I imagine they'll do it so. Great, so thumbs up overall as a pay-per-view. Thank yeah, you. thumbs up pay-per-view for sure. Didn't for expect sure. to like it as much yeah. as I did there based on the weekend show. Well, yeah, unless there's any more thoughts on that, should we, uh, should we move on? Talk yeah, other stuff we've, uh, we've been watching. Um, what equal opportunities, Matty? Because we, uh, we'll talk some AW. We'll talk some AW TV from the week, Dynamite on Rampage. Plenty of rip part with AW as well, don't get me wrong. <laughs> It's like it's like the comedy value of the week. I've decided with AEW, oh. whatever it is for me, it never lets me down with the laughs. And it's just I've always said it. It's just I don't know when to tune in. I just I can't expect anything. I really can't. It just fucking makes me howl. Well, based on Great. rampage, that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> I mean, dynamite. I mean, again, we've been recording a long time because we did a very long pre-show with the uh, with the grapple news and everything. So let's try and keep this brief, lads, because I just don't think there's much to say about dynamite. I just thought it was boring. I don't know if it's just me, but like. I can't even muster takes on a lot of this stuff. Like, it was just a show. Like, it is literally, like, the third most interesting thing going on in the AEW universe right now is the actual shows, as we've been saying. You know, the Punk mm. stuff's way more interesting. Wembley's certainly more interesting. I didn't think Dynamite was bad, JP, but it was just there, you know? And I think the rating yeah. bore that out. You know, you can't always draw a lot from a, from a single week's rating. I've got Gareth year on year in there in my ear right now, but, you know... <laughs> I think something can be said for the fact that I think overall there's just not that much excitement surrounding the cards, surrounding the you know the top line program. Certainly, um, going into the pay per view or as allegedly the top line program, and yeah, just everything feels a bit in stasis really. And I don't think there's necessary. Rampage has got something I'm going to rip apart. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's to rip apart, but there's nothing to excessively praise from Dynamite. It was it was a show. Yeah, oh, I'd go with that. It was very much just a show. And I have to say, it's probably more because I'm not keen on the um, double or nothing build. Yeah. Is really where I am with it. I'm just not keen in it. There's oh, yeah, no matches where I'm yeah. that I'm not like particularly mad on. I look at this and I'm like, okay, am I am I crazy about the four pillar match? No, not at all. It just feels like we've 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 just like, all right, so we've got to the place we were going to be at the origin at the beginning where they could have just been doing a series of pre-tape vignettes and the rest of it in order to build up this match. I probably would have preferred the build to, to what it was because it's it's just been so daft with the Sammy, Va- the Sammy Guevara stuff has just been so fucking like, I don't know, it's it just actively put me off this match. The idea of someone throwing a pay-per-view main event is just daft, that type of stuff. It's that, JP. It's I'm not mad. The Elite Blackpool Combat Club is fine. I'm not overly ecstatic about it, but what it is, and we've spoken about this before, is it sucks up all of the room in terms of these big stars being involved in one particular program. And then where are we? Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho? It just is a Jericho match of the month, really. Um, The women's match, not particularly excited by. Juice Robinson, Ricky Starks, Alita Ricky Starks versus Jay White is just like, I could give just less of a shit. Um, <laughs> mention this on I really could. Mention this on Weekend Show, JP. I don't know if it was while you were there or after you went, but like, it's really struck me that like, this is a, this is a promotion where from the last pay-per-view cycle to this one, and don't get me wrong, we weren't doing somersaults about the last pay-per-view build cycle either, but that build had... John Moxley and Brian Danielson pitched as your top babyfaces. 
like basically like they they were the guys that build that build mm-hmm. all about they're now heels <laughs> hangman page was the other one because he was a baby face i suppose to live, well, of course he was in the Moxley program brian and moxley are now heels which i don't think anyone really wants to boo them and then hangman's not on the show so who's your top babyface right now? Is it Kenny Omega? Because it doesn't feel like it watching the program. But I suppose technically, but he's, you know, buried in this massive program with all those. Jungle guys, Boy, isn't it? Which we're not ripping into, by the way. Do enjoy that that 10 minutes of the program we're getting every week. It's fantastic. But the rest of the show, who's carrying it? What's the big program carrying it? It's You're right. It's a main event mm. program that's got, you know, mid-card babyfaces and a mid-card heel, you know, with MJF, like, which is taking an age to get to as well, because now we've still got three weeks to go before the pay-per-view. So now they can start building it, I suppose. You know, now we can, maybe they can try and make that interesting. I just think there's something to that, like that, like, the, you know, the people we were invested in going into that last pay-per-view cycle aren't even in that position anymore. So you've lost that nah. too, on top of the fact that all your eggs are in one basket. It just extremely underwhelming right now it really is yeah it is it is underwhelming stuff and if you you know you're looking at the matches and stuff just to quickly kind of go like go through them for dynamite like it's really just uninspiring stuff isn't it you know the old multi-man you have a soraya single an outcast singles match again with exactly the same finish you have every single week where it's like cheap victory except the hikaru shida thing i will say was one of the better things they have done while I'm not exactly, again, you know, shouting it out from the rooftops, I was a bit like, oh, okay, all right. We've, you, you've at least got your baby faces not looking as weak as they usually are. But it's it's very by-the-numbers television. You're missing the really. trios battle royale, JP. I thought you'd be banging into that. Oh, for fuck's sake. JP, we bond a lot on the trios. love it. does it tell you? about that tournament because then they had or what was it those fucking goth lads I can't think of the name of them, the Tommy Tommy Ends House, House of Black. Black yeah those lot Remember them? they were like making up different rules which I didn't understand when they were talking about them as well and basically doing it or no rules for them yeah yeah, <laughs> why, yeah. Why, why, what the fuck why is why is Vikingo in this thing I've been banging this drum I don't, I don't know like, I'm sure Tony Khan's not listening to me but like did I dream that he had like literally a, <laughs> a difference making importance yeah. felt like gener- maybe generational is too strong but like memorable but last great match on Dynamite match with Kenny Omega that everyone came out talking about Vikingo what have we done with him since? It's not quite Jay White levels of like negligence but like what he did the ROH pay-per-view which cool 10,000 people saw that and what you know he then he's, he's then done Rampage mm-hmm. He's then done this, and then he's back on Rampage again. It's fucking malpractice not to be like, the King goes back, and he's on Dynamite, and this time he's wrestling, I don't know, Bandido or something, you know, or even do some of the matches he's done already. Something. Why has that not happened? That's that's surely obvious. He's already just another guy. He didn't even get a spot in this Battle Royale, I don't think. I don't think he did anything. He did a Canadian... He did a fucking... What you call it? Yeah, Canadian Destroyer to QT Marshall on, on Rampage. He was inexplicably paired with in that six-man. Not that anyone saw that thing, because that like did a record low again this week. Like, that was literally handed to you. You were shown. Not since, like... Maybe I'm overstating it, but like the remember the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio days when, like, the quarter hours were massive for them? And it's like, oh, fuck, we've got to lean into that. Let's go with that. Like... That quarter hour should have opened eyes like with him and Kenny Omega instead. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose we got more Kenny matches out of it, but like the King goes just I know we've extra another company, but you've had them for like five dates since and none of them are memorable. And it's he's all already on the treadmill with everyone else. It's crazy. 
But he's not yeah. the biggest problem. There are bigger problems. Jay White. All and bigger problems. You know? but, but the idea of like a throwaway battle royal with all of these kind of tag teams in there as well, with the Lucha Brothers as your ring of honor tag champions who are just people who are there at this stage. And yeah, like you say with Vikingo, it does feel like a kind of booking malpractice not to do anything with him. And yeah, Billy Gunn, again, not putting anyone on fucking over, <laughs> going for a win in it as as Monty well, Shell one point, well, I mean for the big spot. Speaking of people <laughs> who are going to book a malpractice. <laughs> um, I know, it's almost like you got too many wrestlers, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's an easy, it's an e- it's a low-hanging fruit, that one, but you know, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Uh, yeah, Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson was on the show as well, but nothing to say about that. You know, we said our piece on the Jay White handle and it's horrendous and yeah mind-blowing to me like it really is and if if the match is him and ricky okay but like the way we've got there is just bad just actively undermined any idea jay white could be a star again no matter how your mileage varies on on jay white's uh you know he hasn't cut a promo has he been on front of the crowd or not has he not once not once no (laughs) mind-boggling my thought was and i think i'd said this to you on the on the weekend show when it comes to jay white like ways of introducing him i just thought introduce him as if he's raven people a lot of people wouldn't know him just have him sit in the front row not saying anything just watching and you're just thinking who is this person what are their motivations why are they do and just sort of like have them then start a singles feud from that you know what instead no, they yeah. could have done instead of what they're doing now. I've just got, I've got this idea. It's better than what they're doing now. Just not put them on fucking telly until you add an idea to put yeah. them in the middle of the UK. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a or a proper singles program with like a you know Hammer Page is spare. I still don't understand why we couldn't at least do that. But or, you know, or, or Adam Cole or whatever. But yeah, that we've we've said our piece on that one. That's a rant we've uh, we've said like the last three weeks. And yet yeah, the the pillar stuff continues to be just uninteresting i think that tag match was pretty good as a main event as a match i, I still think the four is probably going to be a good match, good match. Think, well, as you said the build is russo and just not entertaining tv and nobody involved has stepped up um and yeah i can't believe they haven't changed course uh it's just yeah it's not going to sell you a pay-per-view is it this uh this four-way well, Benno, um, even if you don't like if you don't like or like the build-up right that's what like whatever as you say, what are they going to do for three more weeks, though? Like, at least that was kind of like the story going in, whether you like it or not. It's like, it was, what are they going to do Make now? Make a single soul care about Sammy Guevara. Maybe they'll do that. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know I'm not, I know people are high on the Sammy Guevara and MJF stuff, but they're just reheating what <sighs> Sammy does with Jericho anyway. Like, it's not... No, it's it's not even. I, I like I I like the it's lazy all the main events with Jungle Boy and Derby with that tension, that like fake friend. It was oh, just a bit cringy camera, to me. Yeah, it was great, that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I like him. Love MGF when he like hams it up, but that was a bit too far for me. It was just a bit shite, like yeah. Shit, shit, shit. All up and down. Um, <laughs> Speaking of shit, Ben, he's gonna go to it in a minute. I can't wait for it. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> the on a positive, next week's Dynamite looks good, and we're gonna get a good match out of the Blackpool combat. Really good. Because a little bit of Blackpool combat club stuff on this show were good. You know, the the, uh, the more Don Callis than Kenny with the promo, uh, and the Blackpool combat club promo was you know in a vacuum, very entertaining. Um, you know. Despite uh, maybe some criticism about the uh, the user parts, but okay. Before we get to next week's time, like oh, one more negative. Yeah, rampage this week. I know I assigned you as homework, Matty. Yeah, but Ben, I want you to break it down first, please. You, well, you, I, I've been looking forward to your thoughts on this since well, you got, got an answer. Really, yeah. Because I watched, you know, I watched Rampage, threw it on, 
what's the opener just to kind of see okay is Vikingo going to get much more um here in this uh in this six man and he did unfortunately again Pierre QT Marshall and yeah the, the quicker Hobbs gets away from that those lads the the better but it was all right if a bit you know aw dark feeling which is you know uh, something you can definitely say about rampage right now limited on time Skip, he's skipped over to the main event at this point. Didn't really care to see Jay Cargill with Gia Scott or as much as I love him, Mark Briscoe against Preston Vance. Um, no thank you. I went straight to the Fern Delisha match. I made it to the first. I break Martin. I turned it off. It was really? fucking horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> it was fucking seven and a half years ago that the first final deletion happened on Impact. It's almost a decade ago at this point. We're getting a couple more years. We're getting there. Um, but like, and it just, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even entertaining in the way that those were. It was just boring. That was its biggest crime. It was boring. I didn't care. Just didn't care at all. A, a final deletion match that was by the numbers. Yeah. It was yeah. just like they were going through the the ropes. Oh, we have Vanguard one. His Signor Benjamin, his Rebbe, we'll have one of them like getting taken on by the kids and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it, it was kind of lazy. Is it was abysmal. It was, yeah. it really was what, abysmal. Rotten. What's Hook doing there? What's he doing yeah. messing with these scrubs? Stokely <laughs> <laughs> Hathaway. Yeah, he does funny tweets. You don't have to pretend he's like, don't, he's not done a thing. Oh, Benno, awful. He's I, awful. I watched this and even the bits where it's meant to be funny with him. It was cringy. It was so bad. And I, you know me, Ben, I've got more of like, not maybe open minds to stuff like this or like would accept more stuff like this. This was bad. The only thing I didn't didn't mind about it was fucking Big Bill and Jeff Hardy. Like they had a little, but that was about it. Yeah, <laughs> so well, I, made it that far, mate. I didn't make it that far. It was just playing yeah. the hits, you know, using the Hardy ring in the garage and doing the stupid like shafe dist- you, you know, getting the rockets out. It was just like, oh yeah, we're doing that, are we? Like we did yeah. almost eight years ago. Yeah, sound <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> shit on it it was that crap it wasn't entertaining bad it wasn't make me angry bad it was just boring and then then you had you know you had Excalibur trying to do serious commentary over it with Shivani that was bad and like and then they went to an ad break and it was like we're going to an ad break in the middle of this as well and it was just yeah. I'm done. I just turned it off oh and a commentary at points yeah and not at others yeah when they got in the ring yeah. Excalibur starts commentating you're like what and then he just disappears when the silly stuff happens <laughs> Just, shit. I did. It was one of these watching it going, Why am I watching this? Yeah. There's loads of shit I haven't caught up on. Why am I watching this final deletion match? It was, it was, it was awful, JP. <laughs> I can't even, like, it was so bad. <laughs> what did I miss, man? Anything? No, I'm just, as I say, I, I, the only thing I liked was, and I can't believe it, like Big Bill and Jeff Hardy had a little, like, where you think, all right, they might do something or whatever. But that was about it. Everything else, as I say, the comedy that was meant to be comedy was just so tryhard and Even my kids doing it the was... offence that I saw clips of, like, I mean, like, the kid who was doing the offence wasn't born the last time they did one of these. That's how fucking long it's been, you know what I mean? Like, Rebby Hardy's in there <laughs> in, in Twist of Fates and stuff. Like Even Ego, Benno, your man Ego, is like, what? He was just like... Playing, though. He loves stuff like this. He loves doing stuff like yeah. this. He, does, he did yeah. one in TNA against himself, didn't he? Karate Man, was it? Was that that one? The karate Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's and then apparently that's... that got ruined on his way out. 
like they just completely edited changed the identity. Yeah, they edited it all up, didn't they? Yeah. But this Obviously, stuff is bad. Yeah. If I'm your guy that like I'd accept this as well, and if I'm finding it abysmal, it must have been bad. So and if you don't yeah. like it, I would always say with this, don't chant delete if you go to any of these shows. <laughs> Keep quiet. No, make make it noticeable when he does that delete thing of just ignoring it. The biggest thing for me is this is the antithesis of what AEW was supposed to be. Like when AEW first come in, could I have pictured them doing a, a Matt Hardy final deletion match four years after they launched? Of course not. Like it was, it would have been. It just speaks to the lack of quality control in AEW overall right now. That this snuck through as an idea, and we had to dedicate all of this time to Matt Hardy's contract status or whatever the fuck the story was to oh. get here. I I feel like the Tony Khan who launched AEW would have avoided stuff like this. This wouldn't have happened. You know, we all heard the story about when Matt Hardy debuted and you know they regretted doing the the whole teleporting teleport thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good sign. He let it on the telly, but he realizes it was a bad idea. Now we're not even blinking that this is happening on their TV. It just shouldn't be. This is not what AEW is. This isn't the company we all signed signed up for. Just shit. Just absolute shit. Um. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Was there a final deletion match of Full Gear 2020? I don't even remember that. Is that what that was? I have no recollection of that. Who was in that? Don't recall that at all. Wow. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Did that really happen? The last one I thought involved fucking Spuds being pilled, pinned by a baby. It was the Stray Wire change. That one as well. Just shit. Well, I've said that enough. It was shit. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I have. However, I will say this next. Oh, oh was Matt Hardy Sammy? Was that really a final deletion match? I suppose it kind of was. That way they both fell to the floor. Yeah, concussion was it? Backstage brawl, wasn't it? But uh, I get the point. But but anyway, that's the negative. The positive is this week's dynamite looks really good. I will give them that. It, it genuinely does. Pay per view level, but then the loading WWE and, and AW loading up hard because of the. NBA playoffs. So the that card looks like a W a, a proper pay per view card. AEW putting on looks good. Well, AEW feel like they're compensating for that shit rating, but they should be compensating because we've got uh, House of Black be best friends and Bandido. Uh, we've got Anna JAS versus Julia Hart and one of those uh, no holds barred uh, women's matches that I feel like we get every three weeks or so. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia. That's a that'll be that's got a banger written all over it for the international title. Yeah. Speaking of which, Phoenix versus Claudio, that's got banger written all over it. Yeah. And Omega versus Moxley, like I said a few weeks ago, you probably can't get away with that on a pay-per-view right now, but as a TV main event, throw the cage match in too, that's surely going to be great as well. And they yeah. have to do a strong number for this, JP. you think a stronger number, although I don't know. It depends what the competition is, doesn't it? It depends where we are with the NBA playoffs and the rest of it. That can that can have the kind of effect on it. I imagine it'd be a better show. I imagine now we're going to have more confirmation of what's going to be the other stuff that will be officially announced, which makes me think as well we're going to get an outcasts versus an originals match, which will be feeling very similar to a Blackpool Combat Club versus Elite match as well in there. But the cage match itself will be enough for spectacle. Will there be blood? Absolutely. To paraphrase. Oh, nailed on. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I enjoyed that one, JP. It's Moxley. He does. He uses his straw, mate, and he sucks up all of Moxley's, Moxley's blood, if you want to use that as a weird reference to the very end. Do we think Don Carlos turns here? Because it felt a little bit like they were trying to build something with Kenny. Yeah. I think... 
slamming the door, the old Freebirds and Von Erichs, JP. It would bring itself back round to Callis screwing Moxley out of the title when Kenny first won it and then went on to Impact, wouldn't it? That that would be that bit going kind of full circle, wouldn't it, for You stop listening to me. Well, that's the thing. You know, as much as it's hard to boo the Blackpool Combat Club, it's not that easy to cheer the Elite either because they've got fucking whiny Don Callis and the other scrubs in the corner. You know what I mean? Don Callis being the big uh, problem. But Benno, they don't need a mouthpiece to BCC. They've got about fucking all of them. <laughs> but, so they don't, but it makes sense for like, as you say, to get booed. You put the, you put him with them, don't you? 100%. Can we rename them too? I don't care what they call the, the, the Winnipeg Combat <laughs> the Club. The Combat Club would be alright with me. Just the uh, Combat Club would be good. <laughs> That is funny. Somebody did reference that on Twitter, though. I can't believe we haven't covered it on Wembley because we've covered every other angle of it. Regal. Like, imagine if he just stayed put. Imagine the oh. fucking... The King's Coronation had to have nothing on the roses thrown at his feet if he'd have stuck around. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> Fuck him. <God>. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's a side note. On this card as well, the Phoenix Claudio match. I've got to say... <laughs> And this isn't me doing a victory lap and, you know, you were justified in what you used to say back in the day, JP. But remember the arguments me, you and Gary used to have where I'd be like, why aren't they pushing Phoenix and Penta as singles? Why, you know, they, mm-hmm. as a team, they're, you know, they're, they're literally lesser than the sum of the parts. Like, they should surely be single acts. And the conversation we kept having that you and Gareth were a little bit more like, oh, you know, well, let's wait. You know, you can do this now. And then eventually the big Phoenix singles run will happen and, you know, we'll move up the card. That's never happening, is it? It's literally it's not happening. Like ever. Yeah. But I'm glad at least and nah. I, I have no evidence that it's a, you know, Will Washington from Fightful who's working behind the scenes and is supposed to be keeping track of guys like that who disappear from, you know, TV or or, or I suppose in this case, you know, you don't see them as a, as a singles act anymore. I hope this is a, a good sign of things to come because we should get more. He's one, Phoenix on his day is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He should be in there with people like Claudio when you've got nothing else to do with the two of them. Throw him out there for a great match because you're probably not going to build this one mm. with you anytime soon, are you? So this is the type of match that Dynamite should have, like these types of banger yeah. matches. Like I'm I'm really glad this has taken place, even if you know my dreams of a big uh, Phoenix run feel like a, a distant memory at this point. And it's sad that it won't happen, but yeah, I'd completely uh, agree with you for this. I mean, and that's where we get into the... I know that when Fightful spoke about who the producers were for last week's Dynamite, that Will Washington's name was on them. But that's his job is similar to a certain degree of... I remember this with Game of Thrones. There were the people who run westeros.org. And and what they had done is they kind of tied together the history of all the stuff in the books. So George R. R. Martin would go to them, would write, would say, I'm going to put this in. And they'd say, well, actually, you can't have that because these characters interacted here, so it doesn't make sense for that to happen. And that's effectively his role. And it's incredibly important because quite often, and I feel like we do it on a loop, we'll go through and go, why is there two of these matches on the card? Why is this person, like you say, Phoenix not featured on there often enough? There's there's so many people in there that your throwaway matches could be really good, fun matches between really good wrestlers. And more often than not, that isn't the case. I imagine he'll be good at that. Like I've avoided talking about it really because like it's funny. Like Will, Will Washington is like a, an entity, like... I was, you know, RBR was the, literally the first podcast I ever listened to, never mind wrestling podcast. Like, it introduced me to the world of podcasts, believe it or not, like, as far as, like, 2007, 2008, when I started listening to it. Like, and it felt like he was, like, a, he was just completely, like, within the bubble, bubble, completely unknown. Like, like he never got the credit he deserved as, like, one of the forefathers of wrestling podcasting. And I always say it, like, the original Spotlight Blueprint and the way we do these shows has got more influence from that show than it has any other, uh, despite what some may think. Like, and, you know, 
one of the greatest brains for, for wrestling, at least as far as analysing goes, I've always thought. And it was great to see the last couple of years for him to just get catapulted into you know the consciousness of everyone to find out how good a host he is and how good he was at, at, at his job and how smart he is and how much he knows about wrestling. It's also no guarantee that it means he's going to you know, do well working in wrestling. Who knows? You know, a lot of us think we know a lot about wrestling um, and Will knows more than most. Doesn't necessarily mean, you know, he's going to have the the right job or, he, you know, it's going to immediately change fortunes. But he's it's a Chris Harrington type hire to me where, you know, it's it's unconventional. But Tony Khan running a wrestling company is unconventional. Mm. Isn't it? it's mm. He's just a fan at the end of it. So you can say that as a negative, but you can also spin it as a positive for a lot of the, the positive that AEW has brought as well. So, yeah, no, that... That goes that same. It's a similar story to to Mucky Harrington there, or, or even a Tony Khan with that one. But yeah, hopefully he can do that and we can get more stuff like Phoenix Cordial because that on the show, Orange Cassidy, Daniel Garcia. There you go. There's two matches that you're guaranteed are going to be very good, and the rest of it yeah. doesn't look too shabby either. Like say Omega Moxley as well, guaranteed very good. Might have a dynamite here with like three, four star plus matches. Remember when when that used to happen regularly? JP, it'd be a good yeah. time back to those days. It would be just getting back on the track of less of this dare I say it, sports entertainment stuff, which they don't do as well, do they? Like, and back to the, what have been the staples of those really good dynamites, which is, at its core, really good wrestling. Uh, outside of that, we'd run a bit long, but is there anything uh, quickly you guys wanted to mention um, outside of uh, AEW? Any other World Wide stuff? Anything you want to say about quickly, Matty? Yeah, just the scene uh, Trinity's debut on Impact, Ben. You know, that... Uh... She'd give the promo and the fans treat her like a big star, Ben, you know, mm-hmm. in the impact impact arena there. And you know, the the honor come out and they confronted there, and then Jordan Grace come out, so they had a bit of a freeway, you know, battle on the mic. And it's the honor Jordan, isn't it, at the next, you know, events, mm-hmm. Jordan's last chance. So they could do a freeway, they could do the two singles. So there's plenty coming out of that, that and they should be a hopefully good matches coming up down the line there. Yeah, that preview uh, got, got your uh, your taste buds going for a bit of impact, didn't it? Matt? If only it had been an MLW week, you might have to jump back on that horse as well. Uh, oh, get in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you know. Matt, I love like, some MLW. Yeah, I'm looking forward to their matches, like, so yeah, see what happens. Well, that's their, that's their, that's their bread and butter, is the women's division. And yeah. as much as I don't say view Trinity as a big star, Trinity Fatu, in that, at the level that they are, that's a very good pickup for them because it's the one side that they have that they've actually kind of consistently got right as their women's division and it just adds a bit of depth there and if it becomes the most dominant thing on the show I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all I think it just makes them look a bit more unique compared to a lot of other wrestling promotions Have you watched anything else JP? Anything else you wanted to mention quickly? A couple of quick things because I mean like I said in the pre-show there's I'm going to be recording with Karen Pittson very soon. And one of the things we're going to talk about is the various amount of events been going on in Japan, because during the week last week, and I'm assuming it was a holiday, there was a load of big shows. So I managed to catch up on a couple of things. um, Champions Carnival final. I saw the final of that. Chitaro Ashina, keen Arsenal fan on there. Well, it's, you know, he might've been disappointed after that Man City game, but um, he'll certainly be slightly cheered up by winning the Champions Carnival and then challenging Yuji Nagata who is the All Japan Triple Crown holder as well for that. In a match that was, it was it was a very good match, him against T-Hawk, went sort of tw- 25 minutes, classic kind of your typical All Japan match. I was just glad to see someone new getting the win, but he'll end up losing to Yuji Nagata as well. And it's like, from this Champions Carnival, the people they've brought in, kind of that bit higher quality than what they've, 
they've kind of had in the past. And I know Alan had said that actually I need Alan Farrell had said, Oh, maybe you want to get back on the track of having a look at a bit more all Japan. It felt like this was good. They had Tetsuya Naito on there with Bushi teaming up against Kento Miyahara and a, and a young lad in there. So it felt like it was building to Tetsuya Naito versus Kento Miyahara at some point, which is great. He's not all Japan champion, but if you ever wanted to bring in an outsider, fucking hell for a G1, Kento Miyahara would be absolutely the boy. Seen him once in my life in Swindon, and he was he wasn't the best thing on there by it was the fucking crushers who were the best thing on there by a country mile. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I saw that, and then um, a very good Noah show, dare I say it, Noah Majestic from uh, from Sumo Hall didn't draw draw like a big crowd, but it was notable for a couple of the results on here. We had um, uh, what was it tag team champions Saxon Huxley. Remember him from NXT UK? Him and Timothy Thatcher, they won the so GXC so tag. Yeah. They look right as a team. They do. He just does a Bruiser Brody impression, and it works for that. And Timothy Thatcher comes out to the ring camp music as well. They beat Shohei Taniguchi and Takeshi Segura to win the, the titles there. Um, there was a good, really good national title match between El Hio to Dr. Wagner Jr. versus uh, defeating Hideki Suzuki that was like kind of quite nice and brutal but it's been like quite a good little reign for for uh dr wagner jr or hell here to dr wagner jr or dr wagner jr jr <laughs> if you want to get through that because that's where it feels what, what it should be jake lee at his best ghc title defense um defeating naomichi marifuji who was really putting in a bit of a shift as well and we had the return of goshiyazaki who was pinned um, in the match against Congo, but then has reformed his tag team with Katsuhiko Nakajima of Axes, and obviously that's going to cause destabilisation in the Congo unit as well. Um, which I've had the camera on, if my Wi-Fi wasn't so fucking sketchy, you'd see that I'm wearing the Congo T-shirt as usual, repping the lads. But yeah, it was a it was like a fun kind of show as well. I mean, I've still got to see Don Taku, but I know there was some like. Yota Suji's in a world title program, something I didn't see happening on there. That's pretty mad. But like I said, when I record with Karen, um, and we'll put it up on the for the patrons first of all before putting it out on the free feed, that'll be, you know, have a listen for that. We'll go through that and the Stardom um, uh, All-Star Queendom show as well. That was a few weeks back and, and chat about that. Always good to have uh, Karen on, so yeah, look forward to uh, to having her back on the uh, on the feed. But yeah, outside of that, that's p- pretty much it, really. Uh, I haven't seen anything extra. Just smacked on on uh, on Friday, but uh, plenty to uh, to sink our teeth into. But yeah, not Steve Austin's hidden treasures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's on this week. It's coming on this week. Oh, JP Steve. This week. No, no, I'm going to be watching it this week. It oh, debut no for Sunday last night. Yeah, I thought yeah. I'd seen something about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Maybe I'll check that out at some point. And it with Steve in it, the boys. <laughs> what channel's it on again, Matty? It's on, um, is it A&E? A&E. A&E. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be the home of casualty, if anything, that channel. But... <laughs> no, but this is the one, then. It's the hidden treasures. Then it's Steve going around America, isn't it? Doing all different jobs. Oh, so okay. he's, like in a, he's working in like a diner, and then he goes like doing... Obviously, like driving these dirt trucks around and stuff like that. So he's got a different jobs going around here in America. And I can't wait for it. Dude, National Treasure is reviewing that like mini pods, just uh, taking us. It to could the be I'll do, do a two minute review every week, Ben. For you, so, <laughs> if you could go some really controversial stuff, I wanted to do stuff that I feel like I shouldn't say at the end of a show because it would get us in trouble. But Steve, <laughs> Steve Austin, Steve, Steve Austin works at Planned Parenthood for a few weeks or something like that. That'd be pretty <laughs> mental, wouldn't it? So that got dark, didn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh, shut up now, it's late. Yeah, I was going to say, we're coming up to our uh, unofficial uh, <laughs> curfew here as far as uh, hours. But if you do want more, patreon.com slash grapple. We'll, uh, we'll be chatting a little bit in the uh, in the post-show with our patrons. You can see JP's Congo t-shirt if you wish, if you watch the uh, the video version of the show as well. And also, yeah, there was a pre- pretty elongated uh, pre-show on uh, on this week's show. Uh, and obviously, yeah, yes. the, uh, the grapple uh, announcement that you will have heard before the, uh, the credits here. But yeah, we also talked, you know, the Osprey progress stuff going on today as well. Um, and just yeah, a lot more lighthearted stuff as well over on the on the Patreon. So yeah, if you want the, the longer version, do check that out. But yeah, on that note, say lots coming on the Patreon this week. Uh, we will have the uh, the five to one uh, music show coming up. We've got uh, an Ask Grapple coming up with our patrons. Probably a film club coming as well. And uh, we've got uh, Eddie Sideburns and um, big uh, King of the Mountain show coming up as well. Now we've uh, we've got Jamie. Be in touch. And me and WH have recorded like wrapping up the Mandalorian series. I'm going to be putting that out as well. There you go. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to be on there as well. Yeah, speaking of TV related stuff, I'm going on um, on Poison Rana this week. Uh, going to be on with uh, with Davey doing the uh, the, the, the yeah looking at uh, Succession, the episode that just uh, finished today. So yeah, look yeah. forward to that. If you want to hear me talk non wrestling stuff, but that Matson's a fucking prick, isn't he? <laughs> awful, awful. But, yeah, he'd be a heel in uh, in wrestling, a hundred percent. Anything you want to mention, Matty? Anything, uh, anything to throw out there? Yeah, no, me, me and Andy are going to be recording the, the second episode of Shite next uh, Monday night. So look for that uh, dropping uh, on Andy's platform there. So yeah, looking forward to that. We're going through the, uh, what is it, the top 10 worst gimmicks of all time as chosen by Andy. So um, yeah, look forward to the, chatting a lot of shite with him. Look forward to it. UCP podcast, go check that out. Uh, not yeah. cops and cops, no. The G and the C stands for something else. Don't know what. Jeff something don't know but uh, yeah go check that out <laughs> but yeah on that note that's it for us uh, for another show we're gonna chat to our patrons in the post show but yeah go forth folks have a great week and we'll catch you again next week ta-da bye you're nice i spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool you know what cool is you're looking at Nothing beats game. And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Haciendo batalla, gritando por la noche como el poqui que no se calla. Corro por el mundo, mi corazón que no es candela. Entro mis batallas, cargando mi, mi bandera. Puertorriqueña, misteriosa como las aguas azules. Fuerte como las montañas que cortan por, por las nubes. nubes. Pues manos para arriba. Manos para arriba. Soy de Puerto Rico como ella, no es más rica. Duro como la roca porque si yo soy boricua. Cuando digas mi nombre, no me confundas.